one in Kingsville and 41 in Bel Air. I'm Maggie Hunter, 680 WCBM News. The WCBM studios are sponsored by BetMGM, the convenience of betting without waiting in line. Go to WCBM.com or the WCBM app on your cell phone and register today. Hear about it. My concern really is my generation. Millennial. Talk about it. We are a weak bunch of blitzies. Talk Radio 680 WCBM. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Harford County. Is it Friday? Yes, it is. It's Friday. Finally. I'm just kidding. A lot of you, like myself, have enjoyed enjoying the holiday season. And uh, I have. I've been taking advantage of it. I've been. I think I've been dressed casual at work all week. <laughs> That was that's my vacation, right? Not taking an hour to get ready. Uh, I do hope that you guys are having a great day. I was surprised to see how warm it was today. Now it's not warm, obviously, you know, for my standards, but it was a lot warmer than I thought it would be uh, outside the door today because I kept hearing from all the uh, the climate change czars that we were going to have a very cold and possibly snowy Christmas break, and I just don't see it. I think it's it's actually fairly warm. Uh, of course, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, I do want to make sure we talk about the fact that the Rue Vigdaraja is running. Well, uh, you know what? I can't put that out there like that. Is He's not running. He's opened an exploratory committee. But usually, for the most part, that means that you are running for that position. Now, I will say that I, believe it or not, I opened up an exploratory committee uh, back in, gosh, it was right before the midterms. And we ended up not running. Uh, and it's a, a, a totally, it's a long story. It, it involves me and, and Ripsy Morgan. And, you know, we were going back and forth. And this is before the redistricting happened. And uh, she just had her heart set on running in District 2, believe it or not. Because, again, that was before redistricting. And then she ended up being redistricted back into District 3, I believe it was. And so, you know, but at that time, I already said, you know what, <sighs> It is what it is. It is what it is. So we did an open exploratory committee. We had wrote, we ran polling, actually, throughout the state of Maryland uh, and in many different districts. And I remember getting the phone calls because some people were like, Kim, why are you why are you running a poll in District 1? <laughs> it's like, and it's like, well, no, because of the redistricting and everything that was going on, we wanted to kind of see, you know, where I stood in, in many of the different counties, especially those that were partly red, because, of course, we do have a lot of Republicans, and we've talked about this, in the state of Maryland that support Governor Hogan, and they do not support President Trump. So, you know, we were really trying to get to a feel for the lay of the land. And I was actually surprised uh, that, you know, when it came to the polling, I was I was fairly surprised uh, at how well we did in District 2, considering, we, you know, I had ran in District 7. But, of course, as you guys know, I live in District 2. So, anyways, uh, all I'm saying is, when you open Exploratory Committee, it doesn't mean that you're absolutely running for office. But 95% of the time, uh, the individual does end up running, and I'll tell you why. Uh, usually, by you know, with the Exploratory Committee, you've already uh, picked out a, a treasurer. Uh, you've talked to your lawyer, especially the uh, compliance, and uh, you most likely have already called donors and talked to your closest supporters, those that would be on your team, you know, staff-wise and volunteers. So really, you put in you put in all of the work 
to start the campaign. <laughs> so you usually do not pull back out of that. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, I am happy that I can call through Vigneraja, a friend of mine. And so we will definitely try to get him on the show next week uh, because I definitely want to talk to him about this. Now, when he came on the show not too long ago, we were talking about State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby. And uh, we were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, she was found guilty. We didn't think that. <laughs> Look, when she was walking in that courtroom, remember she was smiling, taking selfies. Uh, and the, the juror came back. They came back so quick. I was like, all right, they're going to let her off. They're going to let her off on this. Uh, but they did. They found her guilty. And so we had Theru Vigneraja uh, weighing in here at Kim Klasik Live the day after. And I asked him during that interview. I said, hey, you know, just you know, friend to friend. Are you considering? <laughs> A run for Baltimore mayor. And if you recall, and you can always go back and listen to that particular show, uh, if you go to WCBM.com, click on the podcast link, go down to Kim Klasik Live, uh, that interview is still up. You can uh, you can listen there. And Theroux Vigneraja said, you know, never say never. And knowing Theroux, I, I, I took that as, you know, he's he's definitely considering it. Now, I don't blame him considering considering the field. Right. You've got a lot of people that are not enchanted with Sheila Dixon. And it's not that they don't think that she can do the job. Uh, They just don't want to go back down that road. Uh, There are a lot of people that believe Sheila Dixon does not deserve another chance because of what she did. Uh, You know, in their minds that she disgraced the office. And yes, I I do agree. Uh, You know, committing a crime, being corrupt and the city of uh, the mayor of a major city, you know, not a good look whatsoever. And then you have Mayor Brandon Scott, who I believe did make things worse. I know he, he totes the numbers. And he says, oh, homicides have gone down. If you notice, uh, you know, the non-fatal shooting uh, numbers is really neck and neck with last year. That didn't change much. And you know, when I, when I read that, it was you know, a little over 600. When I read that, I thought to myself, and my heart goes out to all of those that work at shock trauma, all of the first responders. Just think about this. You know, even though we look a lot more at the homicide number, but the non-fatal shooting number, you've got first responders that have to deal with that as if it's going to be, in fact, a homicide, right? So it's their job never gets any easier, never gets any easier. And so my heart goes out to them, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they still feel, you know, just as much of the pain this year as they did last year, even though you do have the mayor saying that things are better. And it's like, well, I guess it depends on who you are, what the perspective is here. <laughs> if you're somebody that got carjacked this year at gunpoint and you've never been carjacked ever in your life, uh, yeah, you would probably say things have not been better. And we know that over 10,000 cars have been stolen here in the city of Baltimore. Now, not all of them have been carjacked, right? Some of them have been stolen right out in front of someone's house. But again, that person is dealing with the trauma and the fact that somebody stole their car. And so anybody, you know, just living in the city today, uh, because we know, and this is a number that we got from uh, Councilman Costello, because Cosmo Costello informed us one out of 58 people have had their car stolen this year in Baltimore City. That means that most likely everyone in the city, and whether or not they had their car stolen, they at least know someone that had their car stolen. And so when you think about that and then try to put that alongside the numbers that the mayor is touting, you're just kind of like, dude, what? And so that's why everyone is talking about the fact that they don't feel safe. You can't possibly feel safe. You can't possibly. 
uh, people being assaulted. Uh, we see a lot of them now on camera because thanks to the ring cameras and all the surveillance video that uh, has been posted lately. But, you know, a lot of people are dealing with serious trauma this year because of what they've gone through. And I look, you know, I, I know I give the mayor a hard time, but I do. And I said that I was taking it easy on him this this week because he got engaged and he just uh, welcomed a brand new baby. And so I am. But he has to understand that, you know, no matter what the numbers say, the the the, the main focus here should be on the fact that now you've got more residents that are dealing with the trauma of the crime and violence than most likely in Baltimore's history. And so you can't take that away from the voter, right? You can't take that away from them. If you're saying, okay, everybody, pay attention to the numbers. Don't pay attention to the fact that you now know somebody that has been carjacked at gunpoint. You can't, you know, you can't take that away from someone. They can't forget that. And especially if that was like their mother or their sister, their father, right, their son. You can't take that away from someone. Knowing that they had a gun pointed to their head. And their vehicle was taken from them or they were robbed, right? Say their wallet was taken from them. Now this person has their ID. Now they might know where they live. Look, I think about that all the time. I lost my ID not too long ago. And I tell you what, I was I was scared. I was scared, scared. Because then I had to think about where did I lose it, right? Then I did. I, I remembered when I had it last and I figured out exactly where I lost it. And then I had to go to Hartford County and get uh, get a new one, a replacement. And, you know, shout out to everybody at Hartford County uh, MVA. You guys are so nice. In there. <laughs> Hartford County has the sweetest people in the DMV. I mean, it's like, what? you know, it, it really is. And uh, anyways. So so I will say that I was very afraid to have my ID out there. I had my picture, obviously, on it, my address, right, and just re- really personal information. And then in your wallet, you lose your whole wallet. You're losing your bank cards, your debit cards, right? You even you feel violated. And, and so he can't take that away from people when you have that experience. And that's, I think that's not what he's considering because, again, here's a guy that's walking around with the security detail 24-7, right? So he's he's not going to experience this. Now, he did tell us a story when he first got in office. If you guys remember, he told us about the fact that he was robbed at gunpoint. Do you remember that? He had the uh, State of the City address, and he told us his whole story about uh, how he was robbed at gunpoint and how he could understand but, you know, maybe he's just has removed himself from that. Maybe he's, you know, not thought about it over the years. I don't know. But, you know, I need him to go back to that thought process. Like, what was going through his mind right after that? I mean, if he could go back to that day, then he could understand what people are feeling today in the city. It is. It's it's, it's interesting. Uh, but I do say that uh, through Vigdaraja is, is uh, considering a run. Exploratory committee is open. I want to get your thoughts on this. 410-WCBM680, 410-922-6680. You can always text me the text line. If you haven't already, go ahead. Make this your 2024 New Year's resolution. Just go ahead and do it. Go to the App Store. All right? Go to WCBM. Download the app. It is free. You can listen to the show on the go, and you can text me through that text line right there through the app. Uh, So go ahead and do that for 2024. Bring in the new year with all this new technology. But I do want to get your thoughts on this, because as I've said before, Tharun Vignaraja was my pick for state's attorney. He was my pick. All right. He was my pick for state's attorney when he ran back in 2018. 
I think I, I told most of you, uh, if you didn't know, I actually helped out on this campaign for state's attorney in 2018. Yes, I helped a Democrat. I know. I know. Burn me at the cross. I know. It, it's crazy. But at the same time, I know who he is, right? Saroo Vignaraja is all about law and order. And he does not play this whole game, right? With the squeegee, extortionist, the juveniles being out of control. He doesn't play this game. And so, yes, he's a Democrat. But when it comes to law and order, he is as conservative as I am. Okay? There wouldn't be squeegee extortionists on his streets. These juveniles, they would not be out of control like this. Okay? He would prosecute them to the fullest extent. And I know that many of you have seen him, whether he's on Fox 45 or other uh, networks. Uh, he, he actually defends a lot of individuals in the city that are trying to fight the city, usually, on something that has gone terribly wrong. Remember, he did actually, uh, gosh, I, I believe, yes, I, yeah, I believe he did uh, help even those. Remember the three fallen heroes, uh, the firefighters, Lieutenant Paul Buttram. Uh, Lieutenant Kelsey Sadler and firefighter uh, Kenny Lacayo, those that were killed in the South Stricker Street fire. Uh, he was right there by their side. Uh, when it came to BGE, uh, remember that whole uh, debacle over there in Federal Hill? And the women were being arrested and all they, they just didn't want the, uh, the, the gas uh, regulators, exter- uh, you know, in the exterior of their homes. He was right there by their side. He's, he's been there for a lot of different people. And so he's always in the mix. He's got the energy to do it. I, I just want to know your thoughts on this. Through Vignarasha, could you imagine him as the next mayor? What does that look like in your mind? Or are you going for another candidate? Are you going for another candidate? I do have, I do have, by the way, I do have uh, uh, a guest next week. Uh, he's also running for mayor. Uh, his name is Wendell. And uh, he'll be live here on studio. That's at just January 3rd. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. He'll be here around 10 a.m. And I want you guys to be able to ask him questions as well. It is going to be a crowded field. It's going to be a crowded field. And I understand why. This is anybody's race. All right, let me go to the phone lines here. 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. What do you feel about the roof and the Raja being the next mayor? Phil in Parkville, you wanted to uh, weigh in? Hey, good morning, Tim. Um, I don't think Thru has a shot in the dark doing this because he doesn't fit the characteristics that the Baltimore City is looking for. It's almost like a white Republican who's trying to run for that seat. I see. I see. So you're thinking that he's not going to get it uh, because, uh, you know... Well, he's already he's already missed him twice on the trying to run for the DA's office, and he's missed on the uh, mayor race once already. I mean, I like Teru, don't get me wrong, but he's grinded a lot of axes in the city, and the city doesn't forget. Yeah, yeah, Phil. I, look, I hear you. L- let me ask you this, Phil, before when, I let you, you call. Go. When you call that corruption in Baltimore City, you are just as good as dead. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: When you're looking at the field currently, do you see anyone there that number one you would support, or do you? Who do you think might actually uh, take it home? I don't support anybody in this city? To be very honest with you, we need a Republican in the office, but it'll never happen. Yeah, well, we do have the Republican, you probably know, Donald Scoggins is, is running. Uh, but And I saw that he did do an interview at Fox 45 uh, earlier this week. I just, yeah, you're right. I, look, the, the city's not going to vote for a Republican. The city is so, you're exactly right. The city is so corrupt and so naive. And I don't understand the mentality of the people that vote in the city, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Phil, thank you so much for weighing in. I hope you have a happy okay. new year. You too. 
Thank you. I've got uh, Chrissy at Finksburg. Th- Chrissy, you want to weigh in on, uh, looks like Mayor Scott? Uh, yes, I do. I'm very, very upset for the simple fact of the matter. He is asking for gift cards and cash and a stroller and this, that, and the other to support his new baby. He's the mayor of Baltimore. <laughs> you have people living every day that only make twenty to $30,000 a year raising two and three kids. They can't do it. And he's asking the public for help. Yeah, well, look, Chrissy, I understand. I understand your problem. I, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I, I guess in my mind, I figured the, the girlfriend, the fiance, did it. Because I, I, I can't imagine him doing it because that would be so crazy, like you're pointing out. Does she work for the government? Am I wrong? She, so she has a nonprofit, but they, I do believe they receive some city grants. You're right about that. Okay, well, okay. They make enough money to be able to support the child yes. that they just have. Yes, yes, and he just so moved to a nicer house. In the public for help. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question, this is Chris. Very wrong. Yeah, Chrissy, that's a great question. Thank this you so much. It's extremely wrong, and it's detrimental, and it degrades everybody in the city of Baltimore when the mayor of Baltimore is asking them for help, and he won't help them. Yeah, that's a great point. I hope you have a happy New Year, Chrissy. Thank you so much for calling. That's a great point. I mean, look, he's. I like I said before. I think it's the girlfriend. I, I keep saying girlfriend. It's fiance now. I think it's her. Because I, I went, and I looked at the registry, and I, I read the Baltimore Brew article that had it. And I wonder, you know, but look, he probably should tell her to take it down. <laughs> he should tell her to take it down. We'll discuss this more when we get back. Again, the Ruth Victorasha has exploratory committee open. What say you? Daisy was abandoned by her family and placed in foster care at 15 years old. Her life was full of uncertainty. She thought she'd never have a permanent place to call home. Before I was adopted, I felt like I wasn't enough. I had this hole in my heart and I never knew what I needed to patch that hole. But when my mom asked to adopt me, that hole was closed. It feels so normal now to say that I'm a part of this family. I am surrounded by love. I feel safe. And that hole inside of me is gone. I am whole. I'm finally enough just as I am. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is changing the lives of teenagers at risk of aging out of foster care. Like Daisy, every child deserves a permanent, loving home. You can help. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Seeing at a hotel is not the same thing as seeing at the Fisher House. The Fisher House, I know, is a huge part of land recovery. For somebody like my husband or any military person, for them to know that their family members are being taken care of, that's a huge burden off of them. So they can concentrate on their therapies. Just having that assurance that no matter what, as long as we were there for Anson, that someone would be there to take care of us. It took so much weight off our shoulders. For more information, go to fisherhouse.org. The Rob Carson Show. Mad dog owners of the past, if their dog would make a mess, they thought they could go rub their dog's face in it and the dog would learn. But what the Democrat Party does, what Joe Biden has done, is they create a mess and they rub your face in it. And there are migrants released by the Border Patrol. They actually go through TSA faster than paying passengers in Tucson. They take them past security without ID to load them on planes to go around the country. The Rob Carson Show. Show weekdays noon to three on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. 
Parade through the garage uh, has an exploratory committee open. Uh, as we heard from our friend there in Parkville, and he said, you know, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, he's calling out the city way too much. I, I agree with them. I mean, when you call out the city, and, you know, through, usually he's on Fox 45, and we know that there are many people in this city, especially those in office, they feel as though that Fox 45 is out to get them, right? It's like they're attacking them. Whoa, it's me. I'm a victim. Meanwhile, Fox 45 literally just points out exactly the results of the policies in which they put in place. That's it. <laughs> They're not making anything up. I mean, have you saw uh, when uh, Fox 45 was possibly sued for not telling the truth about anybody in office or those running for office? No, because it's true. It's true. They just don't like the fact that it's true, but it is very much true. And so now you do have the exploratory committee open. Uh, we did see where through Vignaraja, he did raise millions of dollars in 2020. Uh, he's, I think he was, when it came to uh, fundraising, he was uh, one of the top two candidates there. Uh, that raised over a million dollars, which is not easy to do in the city of Baltimore. But he has a, a fairly good network. And, uh, of course, you know, this isn't his first go around. And, uh, you know, he's somebody that actually had a job before running for office. That's the thing also that I, I don't know about Mayor Scott. And that maybe this is why he seems so out of touch. You know, his entire adult life has been in City Hall, right? His very first job was working in City Hall, like as an underling. And so, you know, he doesn't really know, I think, you know, what it takes to run a small business. I don't think he really understands. I mean, he now is becoming a parent, but he doesn't understand uh, really how to deal with some of these juveniles. And I think that that shows in how he treated them, especially after the uh, murder of Timothy Reynolds, right, with the squeegee extortionist. I, I thought he handled it with kick gloves. And I was like, a man is dead. These kids shouldn't even be on the street corners. And, and now a, a father, a husband is dead. And your idea is to get the business leaders in the city together to think about how to get these kids employed, knowing that they have guns on them. Knowing, I mean, think about it. There are many people that have pointed out that since they've taken uh, some of these squeegee extortionists, not all, off the streets of Baltimore, many of them have pointed out those that are carjacking individuals, it seems like it's the same group of kids. Now, are they all the same? No. But this is, you know, let's be honest, they're the same ages. And they're not, they're not out there anymore. And if you recall, there was a, a video clip, and it was taken, I believe it was by a cell phone. Uh, or, but it was on Fox 45. McKinsey Frost had the story, and they ran it for about a week. And I don't know if you recall, but there was a squeegee extortionist that was talking to McKinsey. And the way it was, the, the camera, this is why I think it was a phone. It could have been a possibly a, an actual camera. But it was facing the ground. Okay, so all you saw in the video was his feet, and then I could see McKenzie Frost, like the side of her leg or something. And this kid, he said, look, you take us off these streets, and we can no longer squeegee windows. It's going to get worse. That's what he said. And lo and behold, it did. It did. It got a lot worse. And so maybe what everyone was thinking about, like, how to get, we got to get the squeegee extortionist jobs. That's what they want, nine to fives. <laughs> Which, it was so ridiculous of an idea to begin with. But, but that's what they were thinking. While they were thinking that, gang members were like, all right, looks like we got we to start recruiting. Looks like we've got a lot of kids to recruit. 
And then they saw the uh, laws coming down the pipeline, uh, thanks to, you know, Senator Jill Carter and friends, where now the juveniles aren't being held accountable. Gang members and those that are the uppers, they probably looked at it and said, oh, this is a dream come true. A dream come true. You now have young men that are thirsty for money. They can't make it on the street corners anymore with their squeegees. They can't get in trouble with, you know, the law. And now you're, you're basically just handing us... You're handing us all of the, the, the kids that we need to do all our dirty work, right? They probably sent the mayor and others a thank you card. It's sad. It really is. If you want to weigh in on through the garage opening exploratory committee, you can do so. 410-WCBM-680. 410-922-6680. Also coming up next, we're going to be talking about President Trump. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. Primary voters in California will see Donald Trump's name on the state's March 5th ballot. California Secretary of State Shirley Weber has certified the list of candidates, and Mr. Trump is among them. A different outcome back east in the state of Maine, the Secretary of State there disqualifying the former president from the ballot. The Trump camp says it will appeal that ruling, as well as a similar decision in Colorado by the state Supreme Court. Russia unleashing a barrage of more than 100 missiles along with drones on Ukrainian cities overnight. The capital of Kiev was hit along with the cities of Lviv and Kharkiv. Israeli forces have been busy bombing targets across the Gaza Strip, killing dozens of people. The air and ground offensive against the Hamas terrorists has widened to include most of the territory in Gaza. More details, SRNews.com. Have you ever enjoyed a delicious brunch or lunch at Expectation? Well, did you know they also serve dinner? You can relax with one of their unique crafted cocktails and choose a special Expectation dinner entree of juicy lamb chops, delicately grilled salmon, scrumptious scallops, Cajun pasta, and many more cozy dinner cravings. Of course, you can always have brunch for dinner, too. All locations open at 7 a.m. and are open till 9 for your dinner delights. Visit one of their three locations in Owings Mills, Gambrel, or Timonium, Maryland, and if you're in Delaware, go visit their Christiana restaurant location up to 4 p.m. All Expectation restaurants have full bars, event rooms, and a unique full restaurant rental, including weekend nights. Great for your company parties or a special event. Go to Expectation.com to view their entire breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner menus. That's Expectation.com. Expectation.com for Montreal with love. Very little in the way of rain as we wind down 2023 and head into the new year. There still is enough lingering moisture. We may see a brief shower or two today. Partly cloudy, still mild, 54, one or two showers overnight. We're dry, though, the rest of the weekend. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and cooler, 48. Sunday with sunshine near 50 the high. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. 
Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Do you own a business? Do you want to attract new customers to your business? WCBM can help take your business to new heights with a comprehensive advertising campaign with our station. At WCBM, we can design a great advertising campaign utilizing radio ads, digital ads, and social media. Your account executive at WCBM is an expert in creating great campaigns that will pay for themselves. Call the business manager today for more information. 410-580-5231. Live late night radio is alive and well on WCBM. Hi, I'm Frank Morano, and I want to bring you to the other side of midnight from 1 to 5 a.m. every Monday through Friday, where you'll get to hear about some of the news that didn't make it to the front page. My show also features celebrity interviews, in-depth discussion of pop culture, humorous stories from my own life. Join me dark and early from 1 to 5 a.m. for a live overnight party called The Other Side of Midnight, only on WCBM 680. All right. Is this Taylor Swift? Ryan, I didn't know you were a Swiftie. Look at you. It's just a bump. All right. I love it. I love it. We were talking about that through Vigaraja. He is running. Well, I can't. Why do I keep saying this? He is open an exploratory committee for the mayoral position here in the city of Baltimore. I was asking you how you felt about this. As I said before, and uh, we'll wrap this up in a second here. I, uh, I like it. I told you before I like it. I think I gave you my top three previously. Uh, through Vigaraja is in my top three for Baltimore mayor. Uh, the other one was Lawrence Bell. He's been on the show and has always done a fantastic job. That's another thing. If if you do have a chance to go to WCBM.com, uh, go to podcast link, click on Kim Plastic Live. If you go down to the interviews with Lawrence Bell, former uh, city council president, you you will thoroughly enjoy it. I promise you this. I promise you. He has a great head on his shoulders. And yes, he's a Democrat. Uh, but he's what I call the JFK Democrats, right? Like the JFK Democrats, you know, we're just, I'm just fine with the JFK Democrat. Uh, they usually are for law and order. We don't agree on a lot of the social issues, right? There's not a ton of agreement there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, there are things that we can agree on. We can have the dialogue. You know, we're not so polarized against each other. A JFK Democrat will usually understand why you support President Trump. A JFK Democrat usually also wants America first. And a lot of JFK Democrats were not for the vaccine mandates. Okay, so so there's there's a lot of common ground with the JFK Democrat. And I know I just kind of made that up, right? There's, I don't think there's anything, there's no such thing as a JFK Democrat. I just, I say those Democrats that voted for John F. Kennedy and a few others, and a lot of those Democrats that voted for John F. Kennedy, uh, you'll find out that many of them also voted for Ronald Reagan. Um, you know, and I've got a lot of JFK Democrats in my family. Now, of course, the progressive Democrat, I just want to make sure we're being very clear. I have nothing in common with a progressive Democrat. 
and you know it's, it's almost it's very difficult to speak to them and find any common ground. And a lot of times they have this like pie in the sky idea that, you know, just won't work. And so when you break it down to them, like, okay, here's why we can't afford it. Here's why the end result's going to be a disaster. Here's why it makes no sense to even try it. And and like you can go down the list with them and they will still uh, they will still, you know, stand 10 toes down on what they're saying, even though you'll, you'll point out to the fact that it, it doesn't work. And it won't work or it's not sustainable. So the progressive Democrats, I'm, I'm sorry, if you're a progressive that listens to the show, you know, maybe you could call me and maybe we can, you know, have this, this dialogue. But I just I can't find the common ground. And then when I talk to you about it, you, you just, you know, we're, we go in circles. We go in circles. And, you know, a lot of times they'll talk about redistributing wealth, which I'm totally against. I don't know why people bring that up ever Uh, or even like universal health care, which is absolute nonsense. Right. Uh, Anyway, so the Ruben Raja, Lawrence Bell and then, oh, Councilman Yitzi Schleifer. Those were my top three. Uh, Councilman Yitzi Schleifer probably will not do it. And that's that's another reason why, you know, when I looked at the four city council members, and I know it sounds like I'm on a tangent here and I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, when I looked at the four council members that could not get on the same page with the resolution for Councilman Gitchie Schleifer, uh, I, I looked at them and I looked at where they stood on things. And if you've noticed, Felicia Porter, Ryan Dorsey, Odette Ramos, and Christopher Burnett, they're all progressives, right? That's the progressive wing in City Hall. And they could not condemn anti-Semitism. And this is what the resolution outlined that uh, Councilman Gitsu Schleifer brought to the floor. They couldn't condemn anti-Semitism. And then they also could not condemn the attacks in Israel on October 7th by Hamas. It was very simple, very straightforward. And Councilman Schleifer pointed out that the, a resolution uh, that was the exact same, same language, terminology, everything. They passed it with flying colors when they were referring to Muslims. And they just could not do it for the Jewish community. And so immediately when I found out the names of those that couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger on it, I, I, I already knew. I already knew. It was not a surprise or a shock to me. But because of those four council members, because you have so many people in this city that are just as progressive as those council members, right? I mean, they got a little bit of backlash, but not much. Because of that, I was like, you know what? Somebody like Councilman Gitsu Schleifer, citywide, right now, you know, doesn't really have a shot. He doesn't really have a shot. Out of my top three pick, and I love Theroux, as many of you guys pointed out that, you know, he's run, you know, a few times for different offices. You know, I, I do believe that the city probably will not pull the lever for him again. I, you know, we'll see about that. But council, former council president Lawrence Bell, I think he has a valid shot. Now, whether or not he actually wants to run for mayor, I don't know. I've asked him before. Uh, he just was kind of like, ah, nah. You know what I mean? But, like, I, I feel like you could twist his arm. You could. Anyways, I did want to read some of these text messages that she has sent over. It says, good morning, Kim. Mr. Vignaraja has missed the window of opportunity for seeking an elected office. He appears to be an opportunist who doesn't know which office he wants to hold. Mayor, state's attorney, the state's attorney, again, now mayor. However, I like the things and issues that he has championed. 
helping those who cannot afford great legal help. Yeah, that, that is great, uh, Texer. Uh, Texer also says, in my opinion, I would ask Mr. Vignaraja to support Sheila Dixon, and I would ask Sheila Dixon to nominate Mr. Vignaraja as the city solicitor. Uh, he would be outstanding for the city. That comes in from Elon. You know what? That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I, You know what? I was thinking about this as far as circles, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of cliques in Baltimore City. And I even talked about this with uh, my friend, Baltimore Guardian Angel uh, Strider. There are a lot of cliques, right? You're, e- you're either in the in-click or the out-click, right? And so many of those that call this show that have nonprofits or organizations that do work on the streets, uh, many of them will talk about how they're not part of the in-crew. And so they won't get the city grants. They don't get the awards. But they do a ton of work. Right. But they're not part of that click. And so I was thinking about in regards to Sheila Dixon at the Rue Vignaraja. I don't I don't think they're in the same click, but I've never seen I've never seen where they were, you know, on opposite sides. Right. I've seen them on panels together uh, when they both ran for mayor back in 2020. Um, they seem to have the same the same thought process, the same ideas. Uh, I felt as though Theroux obviously was a little more conservative when it comes to law and order, because even when it comes to the safe streets issue, and hopefully, like I said, we'll have Theroux on the show. Uh, when it comes to safe streets, uh, Sheila Dixon said that she would pause it, uh, you know, obviously do the audit and then figure out if they still have a place here in the city. Now, I don't know where Theroux stands on it, but I would hope he would say dismantle it. Now, I know there's some people that don't agree with me on that one, right? Some people say, well, there could be a place for safe streets. I don't see it. I don't see it. Once you have an organization that has been infiltrated by one of the most dangerous gangs, not just in America, but in the world, right? The black gorilla family. There's nothing you can do with that. You've got you to tear it down. Shut it down. You know, I know that not all the headquarters uh, were raided. I think there's 10 locations total for safe streets. you got to shut it down. Because, you know, once one has been infected by, you know, the gang activity, do you think that the BGF just said, all right, well, the FBI shut us down, so we're just going to pack things up and go home? No. You best believe they're at another location probably right now. (laughs) They're gangs, okay? They don't just retreat. They don't just pack up and say, oh, well, this turf is not ours anymore. I guess we'll go home. No! No! No, that's why I think it's so interesting that the other locations are still open. You know, like, okay, now where are they? Where is BGF if they're not now operating at the Bel Air Edison location? Where are they? That's that's a scary thought, isn't it? And so I will ask through Vignaraja if I have an opportunity what he would do about safe streets. I, I would hope he would shut it all down. Now, will there be some repercussions there? Sure. Sure, because I, I think many of you have thought, you know, along the same lines as I, uh, I believe that a lot of those ex-felons, right, uh, there are some of those that want to do the right thing, uh, you know, be contributing members of society, stay out of crime and violence, right? There are a lot of people, uh, a lot of ex-felons that get their lives together and go on to do great things. I'm all about the second chances. They usually live that life and understand how to make sure that the next generation doesn't end up in that hole. Uh, that's what I loved about that. Remember that show, Scared Straight? That's what I loved about it. Because th- those individuals, they say, look, look, young man, let me tell you how I got here. And let me tell you how you why you don't want to be here. I think they're they're so powerful with that. And if you did a safe streets, you know, I wouldn't call it safe streets, obviously. But if you did a program 
where you would have some of these gentlemen, the the ex-felons that are actually doing the right thing. If you had a program where they were, you know, really mentoring these juveniles, I'd be all for it. Right. I don't think they should be like the police out on the streets of Baltimore trying to mediate conflicts. I don't don't even know who came up with that idea. Right. They don't have arresting powers. They're ex-felons, so they don't have weapons on them or they shouldn't. Who the heck put them in that situation in a city so dangerous? Right. Top five when it comes to the homicide rate, the non-fatal shootings. You know what? I should look and see. I would I would I would think it would still be top five across the country. And so I would dismantle it all together and maybe start a program like that one that, you know, we just discussed. But at the same time, it's like, look, this is this is a disaster because you still have, as uh, former council president Loris Bell pointed out, what they call 50 percenters. They got one foot in the game, one foot out of the game. Like, you know, and this is what also gets me about Mayor Brandon Scott. He knows this. He knows this. He grew up in Park Heights. Sheila Dixon grew up in West Baltimore. She knows this also. They know these people are still, some of them are in the gangs. And that's what it's like. They're not even being genuine about it. That's another thing that I don't like. At least be genuine about it. Tell people, look, I understand here's what's going on. If Mayor Scott would have came forward and said, look, Safe Streets isn't working out. Obviously, you know, this has been a failure. Because, look, have they helped solve any crimes? No, because they don't even work with the police. Uh, they tell us they mediate conflicts. Are they really? What's the conflict? Are they fighting over cheeseburgers at McDonald's during their break? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know, right? But if, if they were at least honest and said, look, we gave them these jobs. We're paying them $50,000 a year because if we don't, we know they'll be back on the street selling drugs. If you if you were honest and if you were genuine and had that conversation, I'd listen to it. And then I would say, all right, well, here's what we should do with these individuals. If you think, if you think that they're going to end up back on the streets selling drugs or living a life of crime, carjacking people, robbing them at gunpoint, if that's how you feel this individual will be, you feel as though, yes, they have been rehabilitated, but they're right on the edge and that you got to put them somewhere, then let's have that conversation. Let's figure out a way to put them in a program where they're actually useful, they're contributing to society. But they're not out there still contributing to the drug trafficking and the gang life. But they, but see, they're not genuine enough to have that conversation. And I think that's the difference between uh, us, right? Uh, we that are looking from the outside in, and, and those that are on the inside. They're not. They're not. They're not going to be truthful with us about that. Right. Because they're thinking about being reelected. They're thinking about what the donors are are thinking of them. Right. Their reputation has to be squeaky clean, according to the donors. Right. Because that's who they serve. They serve the donors. They don't really serve their constituents. And so, again, hopefully we'll have that honest conversation. Uh, I got some more text here. Uh, like I said, the Rue Vigneraja has opened exploratory committee. I will text him and do my best to get him on the show next week. Uh, also, when I was talking about uh, the uh, the guest that we will have on January 3rd, uh, I wanted to make sure that I let you know exactly who that is as well. You, po- you might have heard of him. Uh, his name is Wendell Freeman. Uh, Wendell Hill Freeman, excuse me, and uh, he's running for mayor, uh, obviously, here. And I don't know if it's his first run. Like I said, we'll talk to him on the third. He'll be here in studio, so you'll be able to call in and ask him questions. Uh, You know, I saw his website. Uh, If you want to look at it before he gets here, it's WendellFreeman.com. Wendell is W-E-N-D-E-L-L. 
Freeman, F-R-E-E-M-A-N dot com, all one word. And, you know, just take a look at where he stands on things. Um, you know, like I said, we'll talk to him about it. He Here's the thing. And I think this is what you're always going to get. And I could be totally wrong when you're talking to people that grew up in Baltimore that are running for mayor. This is a very small city, right? It's a small town, right? So how they deal with the crime and violence, as somebody like myself that didn't grow up here and somebody that still lives in Middle River, I there's no attachment for me. Right. I can lock you up. You commit a crime. I can lock you up, throw away the key. Well, not throw it away, but I'm telling you, I can lock you up and not think twice about it. To me, a crime is a crime and you got to do the time for for some of these people that grew up in Baltimore City there. I think they're looking at it through a different lens because there's a lot of people they grew up with that are committing the crimes. Right. It could be friends. It could be family members. And so when they, they see all of this, they're like, well, you know, I, I know Thomas. And Thomas is really a good guy, but obviously something got out of hand. And so then he ended up shooting this guy because, you know, he threatened him. So it's like, so they make excuses for the crimes that these people commit because there's this attachment. There's a relationship. And they're also making excuses. And I don't know if you guys see this. They make excuses because they think, well, I lived that life, right? I, I grew up in West Baltimore and I barely got out. And I know that this person tried to get out, but, you know, their their grades weren't in order or, you know, they got a job when they were really young. They started selling drugs when they were really young because their mother was, you know, crack addict and she wasn't home. Right. So they make all these excuses. Uh, meanwhile, anybody else with, you know, that would have the, the logic and didn't grow up in that environment, they would say, no, they committed a crime. They need to go to jail. They need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent. If they want rehab, sure, they'll get it behind bars. But but this is how I feel about people that run for office that grew up here. And so so when you always hear, and this is what I heard even when I ran, they say, oh, well, you're not from here. You're not from here, Kim Clasic. So you, you can't actually, you can't be in office here. You don't know us like that. We don't know you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I still know the law. I know the policies. I know what, you know, what they're dealing with here. But for them, they want somebody that knows them because they want someone that is going to make excuses for their criminal behavior. That's what's different from Baltimore City and some of these other areas. And that's what I've learned. Okay. Baltimore City, they're fine with committing some of these, like they call it, what was we call it? A low level crime. To them, that's just fine because they're, you know, they're having a tough time. You know, right now they're down on their luck. Or I would look at it and say, no, you, you got to go to jail. And so I don't think Baltimore will ever really elect somebody like that. And so that's where I think the Ruvig Naraja, even though he grew up here, his parents taught at Woodlawn. Right. He didn't go to some private school and some upper echelon neighborhood but they still look at him as an outsider because he actually wants to enforce the law. He's like myself, where it's like, I don't care. I don't care about your hard times. I myself have been in hard times, but I still decided not to break the law. And so I think the Ruben Raja is going to struggle. Uh, we will see if any more people uh, throw their hats into an exploratory committee or even into the ring. Uh, coming up next, we will talk a little bit about Trump. Um I do have uh, some text here. There are there were a lot of people really upset about the uh, the mayor having this baby registry. 
He needs to go ahead and delete it. He's got to delete it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Maybe I'll, I'll say something on Twitter. All right. Also, while we're on the break, if you can, go to WCBM.com. Go to our merchandise store. We've got the Trump mugshot tees, which is very important, especially with the conversation coming up with us. Uh, and then, of course, we've got tumblers. We've got mugs. We've got sweatshirts. We've got all of these things that you cannot find at any other store. And when somebody else sees them and they agree with your your perspective and views on life, um, I guarantee you they're going to give you a smile and a thumbs up. Check it out today, WCBM.com. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Go on. His approval rating is in the tank with Democrats, not just Republicans. The United Auto Workers are now threatening to dump Biden over his electric vehicle obsession. Uh, Joe Biden is scaring Democrats now. Another headline. And, and by the way, these are now, you know, mainstream media places. The Atlantic is writing, step aside, Joe. The president has no business running for office at age 80. The Hill, when is the optimal time for Biden to drop out of this race? Democrats are trying to displace him. Mark my words. This effort is real. Is not contrived and not a conspiracy theory. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. You know, you worked hard to build your retirement savings. Now Phoenix Capital, well, they want to help you fuel that growth. And you can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k or IRA and start earning tax-deferred annual returns now ranging from 9 to 13%. Now, there are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. And by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's high-yield corporate bonds, well, you have the potential to earn those interest rates, as I said, now ranging from 9 to 13%. Additionally, this investment is not only financially beneficial, but also a vote of confidence in the future of America's energy sector. So sign up for the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor webinar. You can sign up at phoenixonhannity.com. And as always, before making any investment decision, you got to carefully consider, review any and all risk involved. Check them out, phoenixonhannity.com today for more information. That's phoenixonhannity.com. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitation supply. In a single moment... Everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's three hours of real news, informed opinion, traffic, and weather on the threes. And your calls. Don't miss The Morning Drive with Casey and Elliot. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right. You know, I want to talk about President Trump, but I know I've got a lot of uh, a lot of friends here that also uh, that love Trump just as much as I do. Just as much as I do. You know, that's another funny part because, I, like I said, I have uh, JFK Democrat friends. And uh, some of them say, I, you know, I can see why you like Trump, but his personality, da-da-da. That's what makes us so different as well, right? 
Because, and I say this all the time, if you want a guy to talk to you nice, get a boyfriend. If you want a, a true leader, right, you want a president, you want the, somebody that foreign dictators will look at and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this because I don't know what the retaliation will be from America. Then you vote for somebody like President Trump. I'm not looking for a nice guy to be in the White House. That's not that's not something I look for. Now, I do understand that some people do look for that. And I'm not knocking you for it. That's just how you feel, right? That's fine. But I'm looking for somebody that can lead. I'm looking for somebody that can get the inflation down. I'm looking for somebody that says, all right, here's how we're going to help a lot more small businesses. Here's what we're going to do as far as, and I don't even know why we have the Department of Education. I really, I I think about that a lot, actually. (laughs) I really do. Why do we have a Department of Education? All right, that's another, that's another topic. Uh, Coming up next, though, this is what we are going to talk about. Uh, I was so excited because yesterday uh, I saw this alert, a notification came to my phone. It said, breaking news, Colorado Secretary of State announces that Donald Trump is back on the ballot unless the Supreme Court rules otherwise. So here I am posting it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and I'm like celebrating. I'm like, yeah, we did it. And then, then what happens? Well, then Maine steps into the room, <laughs> right? The state of Maine has entered the chat. And uh, what you have now is you've got the Secretary of State, Sheena Bellows, uh, stripping Trump from Maine's ballot. And, of course, now people are talking impeachment. It's a whole to-do. It's a whole to-do. But as we know, this is not going to be the last state that tries to remove President Trump from the ballot. So coming up next, we will be talking about this. We will be talking about what options uh, President Trump has and also which Democrats are on President Trump's side, right? This could set a dangerous precedent. We'll discuss all that and more coming up next. Don't forget, 1125, we will be playing Who Said That? So don't go anywhere because you're going to want to win. When you need them, your local volunteer fire department routinely answers the call. Whether it be a fire, traffic accident, or a cat stuck in a tree, there is always someone there for you. However, because of declines in memberships, departments are becoming understaffed and struggling. Here's how you can help your neighbors and your community. No matter what skills you may possess, you can make a difference. Your local volunteer fire department desperately needs your help. Can you direct traffic? Install a smoke alarm. Help at fundraisers. Your community needs you. You don't have to fight fire to be a volunteer. Will you make that difference? Will you answer the call? Brought to you by the National Volunteer Firefighter Recruitment Center, a program service of the Volunteer Firefighter Alliance. For more information on how you can help and make a difference, visit www.nvfrc.org. That's www.nvfrc.org. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore is listening. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. As Hamas refuses to surrender in order to spare civilians more suffering and death, the horrors of the Gaza war brought on by the October terror attack on Israel Multiply. Israel told residents of central Gaza to head south, but even as the displaced have poured in, the southern town of Rafah has not been spared. A strike Thursday evening destroyed a residential building, killing well over a dozen people, according to the media office of the nearby Al-Kuwaiti hospital. Israel blames the high death toll on Hamas, which it accuses of embedding inside the civilian population. 
I'm Karen Chamas. Primary voters in California will see Donald Trump's name on the March 5th ballot. California's Secretary of State has certified the candidates, and Mr. Trump is among them. However, it was a different outcome in the state of Maine. Colorado's Supreme Court has already banned Mr. Trump from its Republican primary ballot, and now Maine's Secretary of State, who oversees elections, has done the same. However, Mr. Trump can still appeal against this latest decision through the state's courts, and his name will remain on the ballot until the legal avenues have been exhausted. Several other states have rejected the constitutional argument deployed in Maine and Colorado, and the U.S. Supreme Court is almost certainly going to have to intercede in the coming weeks. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. Russia has unleashed a barrage of more than 100 missiles and drones on several Ukrainian cities overnight. Kiev was attacked along with the cities of Lviv and Kharkiv. Congressman Henry Cuellar tells CNN that President Biden has turned a blind eye to the border crisis, and the Texas Democrat fears it will cost Biden the election. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 19 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. In Dinesh D'Souza's new blockbuster movie, Police State exposes the government's plot to control MAGA conservatives. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. MAGA Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. Mass surveillance, censorship, and armed attacks. There's nowhere to hide. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Fifteen marked units on my property. Military-styled soldiers pointing an automatic rifle at my head. Are we becoming a police state? It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Shuley, police state sounds the alarm. What we need is a person, and then we go find out what crime you did. How did we give the state this kind of power? Police state, they have their lists. Are you next? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state, buy it or stream it now at salemnow.com, salemnow.com. Good morning, it's 10.03. I'm Maggie Hunter with the latest headlines from the WCBM Maryland News Center. The Maryland Department of the Environment has submitted its Climate Pollution Reduction Plan to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 2031. The plan aims to advance policies to reduce emissions, electrify transportation, and create thousands of green jobs. MDE Secretary Serena McElwain says the policies in the plan will lead the state to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 60% from 2006 levels by 2031 and achieve 100% clean energy by 2035. Marylanders are seeing lower gas prices with drivers paying under $3 a gallon in many parts of the state. According to a new Gas Buddy report, that's a trend that will likely continue here and across the U.S. in 2024. And county police say a juvenile is injured after a Thursday evening shooting in Lansdowne. The shooting happened near a CVS in the 3900 block of Hollins Ferry Road. Sports and the exclusive WCBM Weather Channel forecast next. Did you get that present you desire this holiday? If not, come to Westminster Speed and Sound as we have what you always wanted. Remote car starters are one of our most popular products as you'll never go out to a cold car again or have to worry about scraping windows. We even have smartphone controlled solutions. Window tent is another popular item as you'll experience increased comfort, reduced glare, and protect your skin and eyes from the sun's damaging UV. And then there's ceramic paint coatings that will make your vehicle shine like never before while staying clean a lot longer. Imagine not spending countless hours washing it all the time. CarPlay and Android Auto are technologies we offer that allow you to safely harness the power of your smartphone while driving. 
Features like calls, texting, navigation, and music apps can often be operated by voice control. Truck accessories like bed covers, side steps, and WeatherTech products have been popular for decades around here. Westminster Speed and Sound is conveniently located in Westminster, Maryland, and you can look us up on the web at westminsterspeed.com. That's westminsterspeed.com. The Ravens are leading the AFC at 12-3 and and look to extend their winning streak to five games when they host the Dolphins Sunday afternoon. Safety Kyle Hamilton and guard Kevin Zeitler were upgraded to limited participants in practice. And tonight, the Blast take on the Harrisburg Heat. Now here's a look at the exclusive WCBM Weather Channel forecast. Temperatures trending cooler as we head into the weekend. Today, partly cloudy, one or two showers, 54. Tomorrow's dry, 48. Sunday, lots of sunshine, 50 the high Sunday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. It's 45 in Saverna Park, 44 in Pikesville, and 42 in Phoenix. I'm Maggie Hunter, 680 WCBM News. The WCBM studios are sponsored by BetMGM. Support your teams. Go to WCBM.com or the WCBM app on your cell phone and register today. It's time to listen to you, the listeners. Go to WCBM.com and vote in WCBM's latest poll. It's fun, fast, and lets us know that you want more from WCBM.com. Baltimore is listening. King Classic Live starts now. Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. All right, good morning. If you're just joining us, we're talking about President Trump. Yes, I, you know what? For somebody like myself that supports Trump 100%, I do, not, I do not talk about him that often. If you ever notice, I try to be a bit neutral when it comes to some of the Trump stories that come forward. Uh, even when it comes to Governor Ron DeSantis, I think that he is a good leader. I, you know, I thought 2028 would be a great year for him. Uh, that was just my opinion. Uh, I don't hate Nikki Haley. Uh, I'm not excited about Nikki Haley. I don't think she should ever be the president. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's a place for her somewhere. Right? Maybe, maybe not as a history teacher. <laughs> There's a place for her somewhere, though. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, I think anybody that throws their hat in a ring, especially when you're looking at, you know, the Oval Office, there's a level of respect that I will still have for you, okay? Because that is not easy to do, and that, that includes Democrats, even though I might not agree with them. It includes them because when you put yourself out there like that on a national level, and I, I might not have felt this way before I ran. You know, this is just now my feelings post 2020 run. You know, when you throw your hat in the ring, you put yourself out there and you open yourself up to just the the amount of scrutiny, the criticism, uh, people taking some of your words from the past out of context, uh, people making up stories about you. You know, there's so much that goes into it, right? And then your family's dragged into the conversation. Next thing you know it, they're talking about your mother-in-law and you're like, wait a minute, you know? <laughs> and then you start feeling very protective, right? Because then, God forbid, they mention your kids and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, if you want to throw darts at me, throw darts at me. I was the one that decided to run. You know, my ex from fifth grade has nothing to do with this. <laughs> but that's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. And, and so I have a level of respect for anybody that decides to run for the Oval Office because it's not easy. And, and if you didn't know this, and you probably do, but if you didn't know this, there are people within the DNC and the RNC where their job is just to look for the most unflattering picture, uh, the most unflattering post you ever posted, right? They're the ops. That's their job. Their job is to 
try to make you look like a terrible, dirty person, even if you're not. And they will put all this information out there. Sometimes it comes out in an attack ad, like in a commercial or, you know, any kind of ad or a text message that goes out or an email. And you get it yourself and you're like, wait, wait I never did this. Right. And, and But the way that they were able to spin the story, this is how good they are. Right. They have lawyers on their teams where they say, hey, this isn't exactly true, but. You know, can I get in trouble for saying it this way? If I word it this way, am I still good? The lawyers will come back and say, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine because you didn't say this or you didn't say that. Right. Or they'll turn it around and say, all right, you might want to take out there never or many or right." then they remove certain words. And so even if if what comes out isn't true, they know that they can get away with it in the court of law. And again, when you put yourself out there like that, I respect you. I respect you. Now, President Trump, he is somebody that obviously had a lot going on in the past, right? He, he has a colorful uh, colorful past. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think that's what makes me like him even more because it's like he didn't, he didn't live his life according to possibly being the president of the United States one day, right? He didn't live his life thinking, I might run for office at some point in time. So I'm going to make sure that I look squeaky clean here or make sure I don't do this or I don't do that. He didn't live his life like that, which I like. So you ran for office because either you felt as though it was a calling in that moment or you felt as though things have gotten so out of control and so bad and you knew that you could contribute to the situation and make it a positive. That's why you got in it. I like those kind of people. I like those kind of people. Like, don't tell me, and this is another thing with Mayor Scott, don't tell me you you thought since you were in 10th grade, I can't wait to be the mayor of Baltimore, and then you lived your life according to that. You know, I I feel as though then you aren't really authentically you. you. You lived your life, yes, you could be a very great Christian and all these things, but you always had this in the back of your mind. And so you probably did, you know, extracurricular activities over here or you, you know, volunteered your time at this church because you knew that it would look good later on your resume or when you ran for office. Meanwhile, somebody that just volunteered their time and never once thought about being in office, I like them. I like them. That means you you are that person through and through. You didn't do it because it makes you look good and even at a later date. And so that's what I like about President Trump, because I know a lot of people ask me, why do you like him so much? I like that about him. I like the fact that, yeah, he had some uh, not so great marriages. He's got, you know, a couple kids out there, different women. He's got this. He's got that. Look, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, if you're flawed, people are flawed. They are flawed. I I don't. This is why I hate when we even hold like uh, police officers to a different standard as well. Yes, they live their life, I'm sure, according to the law or they should. And then they enforce the law when they're in a situation and they're dealing with a criminal. But sometimes I feel as though even when an officer, if there's a police involved shooting and the officer could be corrected it and we have to wait days to get the body cam footage, you'll, you'll see some people attacking that officer. Remember when LeBron James did it to that officer? I think it was in, was he in Ohio? I can't remember, but he, he attacked this officer. Turned out the officer had to right away there. But he had already posted this officer's picture online. And told everybody he was a dirty cop, but he did this and he did that. And then people were showing up at his house, right? Remember, he was being doxxed. All of these things. And it was like, then it turned out that he was in the right. You know what LeBron James did? Do you think he apologized? No, he didn't even apologize. He didn't even update it to, the, uh, you know, his fans on Twitter and all these other things. And I, I thought that was just so disgraceful of him. 
And so here you had an officer that, you know, possibly he did write, I, you know, love, you know, maybe Trump or some kind of Republican in the past on Facebook or what have you. But, but they took all these things and then they threw it at this officer and tried to make it look like he was this awful person. And then, of course, he had other things on, you know, social media where they were like, or even his wife, I think, had something on social media that was like flawed. And they, they threw that on top of trying to vilify him as a cop. Turned out he did the right thing. Turned out he was a stellar cop altogether. And then they, you know, then it was kind of like, oh, you know, let's just push the story to the wayside, right? Then it just dropped from the headlines. But then they had already ruined this man's life. It's, it's sad. It's sad to see. But again, President Trump, not perfect. Sure, he's got flaws, but we all do. And I told you guys yesterday, we were talking about the uh, the calendar back and forth. And, of course, this whole calendar, the Real Women in America calendar from uh, ultra-right beer, Seth Weathers, it's still like this huge topic of conversation online, uh, especially on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's, there's so much back and forth. It's insanity. Insane, right? I'm actually, I'm, I'm posting now, don't, don't at me with the calendar anymore. <laughs> I'm over this conversation. It's ridiculous. But, you know, there are a lot of people that are, are pointing to this calendar and saying, well, this isn't the very Christian and conservative thing to do. And then people will go back into their, some of their old tweets or old posts and say, well, look here, you, you were very sinful here in, in this uh, time or point in your life. And then the person will come back and say, well, I found Christ since then. I, I never understand that, that, that defense. So, so you found Christ, you know, two years ago, but you're mad at somebody that hasn't found Christ yet, but yet, you know, you're not giving them any grace. But you, like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe somebody can explain it to me later. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, that's what they're doing. And it's like, you know, now I'm, I'm so holier than thou. Because I was baptized at the age of 23, and it's like, well, you know, some of us were baptized way longer, way long ago, right? It's like, we were in the church. Where, where were you? But now you're judging me. So, you know, it's just, it's very bizarre. It is very bizarre, but I, I wish that we could stop judging people. I think social media has amplified it. I think people just judge everything, right? No matter what you post or anything like that, they just judge you. And so, again, there's a level of respect here. And so I do appreciate, now that we're looking at all these states that are deciding whether or not they want to keep Trump on the ballot, I appreciate the Democrats in this conversation coming forward and saying that, number one, this sets a dangerous precedent and we're not doing it. Number two, you know, how is this, how, how does this align with how we've handled elections in the past in this country? It doesn't. So now, and we talked about this before when it all happened, Colorado wanted to take Trump off the, the, the ballot because they said that he participated in an insurrection on January 6th, which goes against the 14th Amendment, and they were, you know, ready to boot him off the, the, the ballot. Uh, now, like I said yesterday, it came back that he is now back on the ballot in Colorado. They have no case there, but they never did have a case, right? Michigan tried it. Uh, yeah, no case. Uh, you know, nobody has a case here. Well, now we're at a point where Maine, the state of Maine, and, you know, Maine, this is like, to me, this is like Maine getting some clout. Because who even thinks about the state of Maine? I don't, look, who thinks about the state of Maine? I was born in Massachusetts, and even I don't think about the state of Maine. I've got family in Connecticut, and I've never thought about the state of Maine. <laughs> so to me, this is like Maine clout chasing, right? I don't, you know, look, do your thing, Maine. Do your thing. But at the same time, we know that this isn't going to stick. But like I said, it is the fact that this is uh, getting bipartisan support where people want these states to stop uh, trying to kick Trump off of the ballot. Uh, believe it or not, this story is in Newsmax. 
California Secretary of State Shirley Weber has opted to leave former President Donald Trump's name on the state's presidential primary ballot, despite calls from the state's lieutenant governor to remove him. Yes, in California. Uh, Shirley Weber, again, Secretary of State there in California. She's a Democrat. She did not issue a comment after her office released a full list of certified candidates for the March 5th primary with Trump's name included on it. Uh, Weber last week said her office would be guided by its commitment to and respect for the rule of law. And that is after Lieutenant Governor, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm going to mess up uh, the name, Eleni Kalawaskis. I can't say it, but she's Greek, obviously, sent her an opinion letter, open letter for calling for Trump's name to be excluded. Now, that's also when Gavin Newsom, remember, Governor Gavin Newsom last week said we're leaving Trump's name on the ballot. And his lieutenant governor was like, no, 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 take his name off the ballot. Now, I told you that I received an email that went out to everybody with the Maryland GOP that said that uh, they're going to try it here in Maryland. Uh, and I believe it. That's, you know, that's how Maryland operates. I, it's just sad because the state, you know, those that are in charge here are so liberal and so progressive. It just makes you very sad. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I would hope that Governor Westmore, if it did occur, I would hope that he would say, this is not how we're going to do things here in Maryland. I I would hope that he would say that. I don't put it past anybody. Uh, but now, as of this morning, and uh, this is what I saw. Let's see. I want to make sure I read it for sure. It says, uh, hold on here. It says, Maine State Representative John Andrews signals move to impeach Maine's Secretary of State, Sheena Bellows, for stripping Trump from Maine's ballot. Uh, He said she should be imprisoned, too. Uh, The quote is, I wish to impeach her on the grounds that she is barring an American citizen the right to exercise their vote. And that's what it comes down to. And so I wanted to ask you, number one, do you think Maryland's going to jump on this bandwagon? But number two, do you think any of these states are going to succeed? I don't think they will. I think the Supreme Court will make it very known. You know what I what I hope happens? I hope that they stop this nonsense, but I hope that somebody comes forward, whether it's like President, uh, former President Barack Obama or even even Bre- uh, President Joe Biden. Somebody needs to come forward and say enough is enough. This is election interference. Trying to kick Trump off the ballot is not something that we're going to support. It's got to be like a bigwig in the Democrat Party. I hope that they would say that. I do want to hear from you with all of this going on. 410-WCBM680. That's 410-922-6680. Number one, are you surprised? Uh, Number two, do you think any of these states will succeed? Do you think it's going to happen here in Maryland? And I, like I said, thank goodness for the bipartisan support, but I need it to come from somebody that is just much larger in the party. And again, if it was former President Barack Obama that said it, great. Now, I also wonder how many people in Colorado uh, did not see that Trump's name will be on the ballot. How many people that uh, in Colorado believe that Trump is not going to be on the ballot, didn't, didn't get the update, and then does not go to vote? Because they assume that he's not on the ballot. So they've already made up in their mind that they're not going to vote, they're not going to go take part, because... They believe that their candidate isn't going to be there, and now they are not happy with the system and how things are being run. I wonder. I wonder. Because there's a lot of people that don't pay attention to the news as much as we do. There's a lot of people that don't listen to uh, talk radio, and shame on them, whoever they are. But there are a lot of people that don't pay attention to all this. And if they would have seen the uh, 
the notification that went out saying that he won't be on the ballot. And before the primary there, you know, in March, if they don't see that he is on the ballot, how many people are not going out to vote? That would be a shame now, wouldn't it? That would be a shame. So in my view, I believe that this this election is already tainted. In my view, I think there's already election interference and we're, we're seeing it, you know, live here in time. I want to know your thoughts. 410-WCBM680. 410-922-6680. I've got some text messages coming in. If you do want to text me live here in studio, if you are shy or don't don't want to call in, that's just fine. You can text me. Go to the WCBM app. You can text me live right there through the app. Uh, I do want to hear from you. Uh, President Trump, obviously, he's got a he's got a, a heck of a fight ahead of him. And this is going to be a long road. There are obviously a lot of people that do not want him to be the president once again here in this country. And so I think we're just seeing the beginning of a, a long tough fight. We'll talk where we get back. Do you have a pet? Did you know that pet ownership has estate planning consequences? Think about it. If you become unable to care for yourself, who's going to care for your pet? And if you die, who will become the owner of your pet? Does that person know your wishes? Will there be a dispute because you didn't make your desires known? And what if your pet should bite a person or someone else's animal? Did you know that your homeowner's insurance may not cover the cost of injuries caused by your pet? Stouffer Legal understands the risks and challenges of pet ownership as it relates to your wealth, and they can help you plan to protect your pets, your stuff, and the ones you love. Learn how you can be Stouffer Legal safe at PlanBaltimore.com. View their online estate planning webinar to learn if your estate plan is all set. And if it's not, request a free estate planning review with an experienced Stouffer Legal attorney. Protect your pets, your human family, and your stuff. Visit PlanBaltimore.com so you can be Stouffer Legal safe. Hi, this is Sean Casey. If you snore, you may have sleep apnea. But Dr. Damian Blum of Feel Well Rested has a simple solution. And it's not that cumbersome CPAP mask. Dr. Damian Blum will fit you with a custom-fit mouthpiece if you have sleep apnea. Make an appointment to see Dr. Damian Blum. If you're tired or overweight, clear your throat or snore, you may have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea can cause strokes, heart attacks, memory problems like Alzheimer's or dementia, and even death. Also, there's a connection to diabetes, acid reflux, and erectile dysfunction. Dr. Damien Blum is certified by the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine, and he's a diplomat of the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. Most health insurances are accepted, and they are in-network providers for Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Medicare. Call Dr. Damien Blum at Feel Well Rested at 410-744-6088. 410-744-6088. They want to help you feel well rested, too. Call today. 410-744-6088. The Hampton Inn by Hilton, conveniently located in Owings Mills with easy check-in using their digital key. Just download their Hilton Honors app. Whether it's a special event or a get-together, you can be sure of a great time for all. Relax in their indoor pool and wake up to Hampton and a delicious cup of coffee and Hampton's famous buffet breakfast. For all your business needs, they have an available boardroom with free Wi-Fi. Call the Hampton Inn Owings Mills, 410-654-2780, 410 654 2780, where your stay matters. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. 
It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. Let's take it from the top. From the top. It's news. We take it to the bottom. Take a look at what's going on. And then we decide where to take it from there. Back to the top. Okay, well then, let's go. Take in the news. From top to bottom. On Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, President Trump. He's got a tough battle, man. This is, look, if you support President Trump, this is why you got to show people how much you support him. Don't forget, I know I told you earlier, at WCVO.com, we have all the merchandise, right? You can wear the Trump T-shirt, the Bugshot T-shirt. There's other shirts there. You've got to show your support because he's going to get attacked. He's going to get attacked. I know, you know, back in 2016, 2020, right, we were the silent majority. We can't be silent anymore. You see, when we're quiet, this is how they take advantage of all that. All right. Looks like I got Jeff. Good morning, Jeff, in Pasadena. How are you? Hey, Kim. Good morning. Shout out to Barbara and Beverly. Real quick, you were just mentioning somebody should come forward for the Democrats, somebody like Barack Obama, and defend Trump on this. And it immediately reminded me of the best presidential election joke ever. Do you remember the best presidential election joke ever? Uh, well, we might have different tastes here. What, what, what was the joke that you remember? Okay, the 2016 election between Hillary and Trump. Uh, the day after the election, Barack Obama makes a phone call to Bill Clinton. You remember that? Okay. And he said to Bill, look, man, i got to get something off my chest. Can I trust you with something? And Bill Clinton's like, yeah, yeah, it's me, Slick Willie. Come on, Barack, what do you, you can tell me. Barack Obama says to him over the phone, look, I'm sorry, man. I didn't vote for your wife. I voted for Trump. And Bill Clinton <laughs> just laughed and said to Barack, so did I. <laughs> you have a good day, Kim. Thank you, Jeff. You have a great day, and Happy New Year to you. See, I, I thought he was going to go with the, because you, you I, I told this before, the best one to me was uh, the 2008 presidential debate between uh, President Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. You remember that one? Where they, the moderator was like, what do you say, to, you know, he asked Barack Obama, he said, what do you think about people saying that Hillary Clinton isn't likable? And Barack Obama, he looks up and he goes, she's likable enough. <laughs> like, it took everything in him to say that. Like, the look on his face, she's likable enough. I, I was like, oh, gosh. But it was, to me, that was very funny. But Jeff, thank you for that joke. I love it. Uh, let's see, Robin texted and says, I explained voting for Trump to Debs this way. You need a life-saving surgery, and there are only two doctors available. Doctor one is a fresh out of school, never performed the surgery, but is a great guy. Doctor two performed the surgery successfully 100 times, but has the demeanor of a rabid raccoon. Who would you choose to save your life? Robin, that's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. And you know what? I saw uh, a, my friend uh, Joe sent a, a text over this morning. He said, I saw this great quote. He says, if you keep voting uh, for the left, you'll have nothing left. <laughs> I said, that's another way to put it, too, because, you know, think about it. They love to spend your money. The government doesn't have money. It's your money. And then they expect you to come up with even more money to give them. And it's just, you know, this is what we're constantly dealing with. So, again, you know, like uh, Jeff pointed out, I do hope somebody comes forward to the Democrat Party, whether it's Joe Biden, Barack Obama, somebody. they got to come forward and say enough is enough, right? Kicking Trump off the ballot does no one any favors. And all it does show is that they are just so scared of the competition that he is bringing. Meanwhile, what is he doing, right? What is his team doing? 
to tear down Democrats. Nothing. Nothing. But they'll tell you that President Trump isn't presidential. They'll tell you that he's the bad guy. He's so evil. You know, he's a, he's so crude. Right. But he's not doing anything to attack them. They're attacking him. They're the bullies, not him. And yet the media and so many people, they'll have you convinced that Trump is the bully. We just got to remember this moment, right? We got to remember this. All right. Coming up next, of course, we got so much to talk about today. Uh, I did want to talk about uh, some of the really top stories that we, we saw in 2023. I'll probably do that closer to the end of the show. But coming up next, I wanted to talk about uh, Maryland climate, goal, climate goals. Okay. Now, we know here uh, the Democrats are all about climate change. Uh, it still makes no sense to me. But if they're going to try to use my tax dollars for it, obviously it's a conversation that I have to be involved in, right? Because it's, it's my money. You know what I mean? So we're going to talk about this. I have some audio I want you to listen to. Uh, they're talking about $1 billion per year. Yes, not $1 billion as a one-time thing. $1 billion per year to reach some of the climate goals that they have here in the state of Maryland. Now, just think about how big this state even is. Not that big, right? A lot of people can't even find it on the map. A billion dollars for the climate goals? Oh, man. I tell you what. We'll talk about that coming up next. Don't forget, 1125, we'll be playing Who Said That? So you're not going to want to go anywhere. And uh, we have so much more to discuss as well. So stay right there. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. While California's Secretary of State has certified Donald Trump's presence on the March 5th primary ballot, in the state of Maine, Mr. Trump has been disqualified from appearing on the ballot. The Trump campaign is appealing the Maine decision. Dozens have died as Israel's military bombs targets across the Gaza Strip. The air and ground offensive against the terrorists has expanded to include most of the territory. More than 100 missiles and drones unleashed on Ukraine overnight by the Russians. Attacks on the cities of Kiev, the capital, along with Kharkiv and Lviv. Senator Lindsey Graham has gone north to stand with Chick-fil-A in a challenge to its Sabbath day closing policy at its locations along the busy New York State Thruway. Not Wall Street, the Dow is up 19 points. More details at srnnews.com. Did you get that present you desire this holiday? If not, come to Westminster Speed and Sound as we have what you always wanted. Remote car starters are one of our most popular products as you'll never go out to a cold car again or have to worry about scraping windows. We even have smartphone-controlled solutions. Window tent is another popular item as you'll experience increased comfort, reduced glare, and protect your skin and eyes from the sun's damaging UV. And then there's ceramic paint coatings that'll make your vehicle shine like never before while staying clean a lot longer. Imagine not spending countless hours washing it all the time. CarPlay and Android Auto are technologies we offer that allow you to safely harness the power of your smartphone while driving. Features like calls, texting, navigation, and music apps can often be operated by voice control. Truck accessories like bed covers, sidesteps, and WeatherTech products have been popular for decades around here. Westminster Speed and Sound is conveniently located in Westminster, Maryland, and you can look us up on the web at westminsterspeed.com. That's westminsterspeed.com. Very little in the way of rain as we wind down 2023 and head into the new year. There still is enough lingering moisture. We may see a brief shower or two today. 
partly cloudy, still mild, 54, one or two showers overnight. We're dry, though, the rest of the weekend. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and cooler, 48. Sunday with sunshine near 50 the high. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. At Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance, you can save up to 60% on select mattresses. Plus, score a free adjustable base on qualifying purchases. Here's to better sleep in 2024. The right mattress matters, and Mattress Firm will find yours. The following is a paid announcement. Hi, I'm Congressman Andy Harris. Our country's in trouble. Our national debt is over $33 trillion, or $100,000 for every man, woman, and child in America. A recent CBS poll showed that the average Maryland family must spend an additional $12,778 annually just to maintain the same standard of living they enjoyed two short years ago. Make no mistake, this is the result of the Biden administration's disastrous economic policies. It's time for Congress to get federal spending under control. Every day, hardworking American families have to balance a budget for their own homes, and Washington should have to do the same. In Congress, I'm fighting to cut woke, weaponized, and wasteful spending from our budget and to bring fiscally sane spending policies back to Washington again. If you want more information, go to harris.house.gov. That's harris.house.gov. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. The number one selling brand of chainsaws isn't sold at the big box stores. Find steel tools only at over 10,000 locally owned steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Ellis. We talk about fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors every Saturday morning from 5 to 7 a.m. on the Outdoorsman Radio Show right here on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. This portion of Kim Classic Live is sponsored by the law offices of Michael A. Friedman, representing injury victims for over 35 years, on the web at maflaw.com. All right. We were just talking about President Trump. I do have some other text here. I do like to get to your text because you take the time to send it over. And if you're like me, like just the fact that you took the time, like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can at least read it, Cam. Yes. Uh, let's see. I got a texter says, uh, how do Democrats get to be in charge of who Republicans vote for? I know. That's, that is interesting, huh? Because they put themselves in positions, right? Like being the secretary saying, well, you know, a lot of it is just really the blue states as well. I mean, we're not going to see this, obviously, from the red states or the purple states. It's states that get, can get away with it. And unfortunately, here in the state of Maryland, uh, we are so outnumbered in the Republican Party. This is one of those states they feel they can get away with it. Uh, and that is a problem. Let's see. I've got a text here from Joanne. It says, OK, Kim, I don't understand. Doesn't Trump have to be the Republican Party nomination first? Well, they're, they're trying to kick him, Joanne, off the uh, the primary ballot. And so that's that's the thing. Right. So they're going to try to make sure that he doesn't become the nominee for the party. And so if they kick him off the primary ballot, they don't have to worry about him in the general. And it'll be, you know, Ron DeSantis or uh, Vivek or, or uh, Nikki Haley. Um, and so that's how they feel like they could get away with it at this point. Because then if they did it in the general, it would look even worse. So I can understand why they're trying to get away with it now. Uh, let's see. I've got uh, Tom says, I think that Obama or Biden, either one, would say that taking Trump off the ballot is election interference. 
this is exactly what they want, and the truth to be told, they are behind it. Well, at least Obama, because let's face it, Joe Biden doesn't know what the what day it is. Uh, they know that Trump will win, as evidenced by his polling numbers, and will finish when he started. I'm no conspiracy theorist, but if you look up Agenda 21 and read Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, uh, you will clearly see and understand what is going on in this country. Well, thank you, Tom. I will check that out and put that in my notes here. Tiffany in the county says, Kim, none of these people will succeed, but they know they won't succeed. These people aren't stupid. That is the plan. Vivek has posted several videos telling people what's coming. These Democrats and establishment Republicans want Trump to be the nominee and want Trump to be the nominee and then they will take him out. Trump won't be able to be president again. Uh, that's why DeSantis and Haley are still in this race. That's why they are still getting major endorsements. That's why Kemp met with DeSantis months ago. The Republicans started the Colorado process to have Trump removed from the ballot. Please look all of this up. The information is out there. And Tiffany, as we were talking to Bruce about this morning on the morning drive, uh, it did show that you're right, that uh, Republicans in Colorado were all on board at removing Trump from that uh, primary ballot. And that's a shame. That's kind of like what we're talking about with Lauren Boebert there. There there are many Republicans that do not want Trump or even America First candidates running for Congress or whatever office. They don't want them to win. And if they could have their way, they would make sure they're not on the ballot. Uh, You know, and we've talked about this before. Uh, especially when we were talking about Michael Steele and others, there were so many lobbyists that were so upset, right? The special interest groups, they were so upset when President Trump, uh, you know, ended up winning and, and being in the Oval Office because they, they also, like everybody else in the swamp, they were making so much money off of keeping the status quo. And if you look at, like, you know, Congress approval rating, I, th- I don't think it ever has gotten above like 35%. Now, a lot of people don't approve of Congress and what the job they're doing, but a lot of them are down there just lining their pockets. And, you know, we know it for a fact, but it's it, sometimes you feel helpless on it. You do. It looks like I do have Scott in Westminster. Scott, you wanted to weigh in on Trump? Yeah, I think this is just a new uh, tactic with the same old strategy. The, the left has always tried to pick the nominee for the Republican side. The media will prop up who they, they hedge their bets and they prop up who they think is going to be the most moderate so that we're, we're the, the least conservative Republican so that if that person does wind up winning, at least they, they haven't picked somebody, uh, like whether it was Romney or McCain, they pick losers. Uh, losers in terms of people and in terms of who who could win for the party, yeah. and they they put prop them as media darlings for the for the primary, and then once they win the primary, suddenly they're they're like Hitler, where they're they're so far right and radical to try to polarize that. This is just a new strategy, and I w- I would say that um, those who would steal our votes under the premise of a phony insurrection will find themselves dealing with a real one. Yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. I could see people getting very upset and taking this to another level. Scott, thank you so much for calling in. I hope you have a happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you. Scott made some really good points there. And, and, and look, <laughs> we definitely don't want to see anything like that. And I, I, I do believe that many of us are very level headed, right? We wouldn't take it to that, that point, but you all, you could always have a few of those outsiders, uh, that do want to take it to another level. And that is, you know, the unfortunate part about pushing people in this direction. 
And a lot of people, like, think about it. I mean, we just want fairness. And this is even what we talk about when it comes to uh, biological males competing against biological females in sports, right? We really just want fairness, okay? I'm I'm not asking for equity. I'm asking for equality. And that's the difference. And so, you know, when we look at some of the things that the Democrat Party is doing, and this is why I always say the Jeff, the JFK Democrats, you have to stand up against these progressives. You have to. And a great way to do that, like say in the city of Baltimore, a great way to do that is either one, you don't show up and vote, or number two, you vote for a Republican. That's the only way that they're actually going to take not take your vote for granted. They're going to look at you and say, you know what? I guess this person isn't going to just go along with the program. Now, of course, there are some people, we've had a caller here that told us they're just going to go along with the program. <laughs> they can be programs. They're just fine with it. I, I still don't understand that part. But they're just going to go along with whatever somebody says it's in office. you know. But there's a lot of us that know and understand that we have individual rights in this country. We understand the Constitution. And it's interesting. I was asked on Twitter the other day, well, just yesterday, actually, what what do I consider conserving? You know, how, how can I call myself a conservative? And that, for me, it's basic. I'm, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're, what you do is not very Christian-like. Or you sometimes you don't act very godly. Or some of your pictures aren't, you know, very conservative. You know, I'm, I'm not here to wear conservative clothes. That's not what I signed up for. I'm conserving the Constitution and individual rights. That's what I'm conserving. Right. And so if you don't like that, then, yes, I'm not the person for you. I'm not your candidate. I'm not your talk show host. I'm not the person for you, because I do believe that people should still have the freedom to do what it is that they want to do in regards when when it's not outside the scope of the Constitution and the rule of law. And, of course, individual rights. Right. So so I have my individual rights. You have your individual rights. And I'm not going to make you know push things on you, in which we see a lot of times. This is why I don't. Look, I tried, I tried to be an ally to the LGBTQ community, but then it just got c- completely out of hand. But, you know, pushing your views on me, then that's a problem because now, now you're not allowing me to express my individual rights. Yeah. Right? I like telling me to call you by a pronoun that makes no sense, no sense when I look at you, nor does it make any sense to your birth certificate. Now, now you're infringing on my individual rights and now we have a problem. Right. And that's what a lot of people feel. You know, it's, it's not like it's not that we hate the LGBTQ community. I don't have transphobia or, you know, any kind of phobia, homophobia. I'm not scared of any of the gay people or trans people. Do your thing. But when you then push it on me to where I have to play this game with you that I don't want to play, then you're going to get the Kim Klasik you don't like. Right. And so that's what I'm doing. Just in case you ever wondered, I want to conserve the Constitution and I want to conserve your individual rights. And I hope with that we can be friends. Because when you do that, I believe that is to get bipartisan support. I think whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or Independent, I think you would be on the same page with me with that. I think we're on the same page. All right. Let's get into this uh, this climate budget. All right. We got some audio here. Take a listen to the audio. Then, of course, if you want to weigh in, you can weigh in. But this is just, it sounds absurd considering that we're making budget cuts here in the state of Maryland already. Take a listen. The Maryland Department of the Environment released its long-anticipated plan for how the state will achieve its climate goals in the short and the long term. Tali Taylor joins us now live in the newsroom. Tali, there's already some criticism from a group that we may not expect. The Maryland League of Conservation Voters is out with a statement saying the plan doesn't go far enough. While the executive director applauds many of the policies, she says the plan falls short in three key areas and calls on Governor Westmore's administration 
to act with urgency. On Thursday morning, the Maryland Department of the Environment released its long-anticipated climate pollution reduction plan. Its proposal for how Maryland should meet its aggressive goals for combating climate change, articulating new policies for how the state will transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy in the years ahead. Most important thing is we are we've laid out a blueprint so that we can meet the goals of Maryland. Maryland Secretary of the Environment Serena McIlwain says the state will reduce greenhouse gas emissions 60 percent by 2031 and achieve net zero emissions by 2045 by doing things like cutting out coal power plants and increasing the supply of renewable energy sources like solar, wind, and batteries. We do have budget challenges here. There's no getting around it. McIlwain also acknowledges that accomplishing the goals laid out in the plan could cost as much as a billion dollars per year. But she says she's excited to work closely with the General Assembly when the 2024 session begins. And she says there are funding options, like the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. And from that program alone, just as an example, we're bringing in $150 million a year. Now, that's not enough, but we have other options. The executive director of the Maryland League of Conservation Voters commends many of the plan's policies. But she says in a statement that there's more work to do, writing, the plan does not include a funding mechanism to implement the infrastructure and policies required to transition to clean, renewable energy and ensure low-income households are not left behind in the transition. What I want people to know is worry not. We're going to get it done. We're going to think about all the ways that we can bring in funding for Maryland without costing taxpayers. I'm Tolly Taylor, TV 11 News. All right. I told you Tolly Taylor is growing on me, this guy. He does bring some good stories to the table. If you heard there, she said that they're going to get it done. (laughs) Whether you like it or not, you could be kicking and screaming. They're going to get it done. And I love the fact she said, without raising taxes. That is a lie. A bold-faced lie. You can even hear it in her voice. It's like she said that really quiet, right? She's like, we're going to get it done. And we're not going to raise taxes. <laughs> you notice the tone change there? All right. Okay, dokie. We know that this is going to cost a billion dollars a year. Meanwhile, I was watching that clip thinking, who's paying her salary? Like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, is this woman making six figures to think about the climate budget? (laughs) Get her out of here. That's how I feel about it. You know, look, I'm not one of those people that doesn't say, like, I don't think that uh, climate change is not real, right? I understand there are probably things that we could do to help with the environment, but it should not cost a billion dollars a year. Right. None of this makes any sense to me. I got uh, a caller here has been patient. Ken, Ken in Hempstead. Ken, how do you feel about this climate budget bill? Uh, these folks are delusional. Yeah. Uh, for them to say, <laughs> she seems like a very nice lady. She's very attractive. Yeah. But for her to try to, uh, get, to get people to believe that your taxes won't go up, she's out of her mind. And But everybody wants clean air. Everybody wants clean water. But you're always taught something very uh, early age that you don't drink water downstream from like a cattle farm. Yeah. If you get my drift. Right. So if if everybody in Maryland just stopped polluting, that means everybody in Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Delaware also have to stop. That's not going to work. Right. You you, You can't have one person in the room stop smoking 
and figure the other 10 aren't going to pollute that room, that air in that room. Absolutely. And this is how a lot of us felt about the Paris Agreement. Remember how they were doing this, you know, talking about, okay, well, the U.S. will do this, but, you know, India, China, they're not going to play this game. It's kind of like, well, then how will this work? Exactly. And they also, if you notice that one little little, uh, graphic they showed was the... uh, the clean air toll, I think it was called. Does that sound like the rain tax to anybody? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Clean air toll. So I have to pay to breathe clean air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're right. So they're saying we're not going to raise taxes. We'll just create another tax for you to pay. Every, well, they won't be taxes. They're going to be fees. Fees. Yes. We'll put fees. Children. Yeah. This is a nightmare, Ken. And I know they're going to push this. And that, Look, you put this on top of the Kerwin Commission. Right, we're paying for Kerwin. That's going to cost billions. Now this, this is this is what happens when Democrats are in office. Exactly. Yeah, Ken. Well, I thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I hope you have a happy new year. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, this is a disaster. According to the MDE, Maryland has reduced greenhouse gas emissions faster than almost any other state, achieving a thirty percent reduction statewide emissions from two thousand six levels by twenty twenty, and then. The Canadian fires happened, (laughs) and all that went out the window. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? This makes no sense at all. All right, David and Curtis Bay, how are you doing today, David? I'm good, actually, today, Miss Kim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I know you got a lot of things going over there at Curtis Bay when it comes to the pollution. I just think it's funny that MD Secretary Serena McElroy said that she's going to get it done and that they're going to think about a lot of things. That is a typical uh, politician talk. Yeah. We just recently had a study that has been a year-long study in Curtis Bay. It was all over the news. It was community-driven. And we found out that the pollution from CSX is a detrimental thing to people's health in Curtis Bay. It's causing the health issues. We literally had a scientist at our last meeting talk to representatives from MDE and tell them that it is zero of anything that should be in the community. There is no acceptable level. And all they could say is, we're going to go talk about it. We have the permit coming up. We're going to try to come up with something better for the permit. Not, We're just not going to issue the permit. And the fact of Serena McElroy saying what she said, she didn't even come to that meeting, Ms. Kim. She sent her lackeys just like the rest of them do. Yeah. Yep. And what do they do? Get there and take notes and say, oh, we'll get that back to her. Pretty much. Hey, uh, David Jones, thank you so much, you know, for coming here and speaking like you did and the rest of the community. We had over 200 people in that meeting between Zoom and being in the room. And that says a lot about people are finally waking up and people had enough. The reason she didn't show up to that meeting is because she knew there was going to be a lot of people there and there was going to be tough questions that she had to answer. And anytime a camera's stuck in her face, she don't like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you, David. And uh, thank you for continuing to fight the good fight. And uh, hopefully you'll get something, uh, <laughs> some kind of politician to do their job there. I know it's it's very it's very tough nowadays, but you know what? You might have a new mayor soon. Well, we can only hope. And the fact that you're saying Theroux might throw his hat in the ring again, I, you know, I believe in Theroux. I really do. Because when I went through what I was going through with the squeegee kid, um, Theroux was the only one there for me. And everyone says Theroux's all over the place. You know why Theroux's all over the place? Because no one else is. Theroux tries to do what he can for everyone. And the man is stretched so thin it's not funny. Yeah. You want to elect someone for real change, 
You will elect Ravigna Raja or you will elect Bob Wallace. You will not elect any of these other candidates for mayor of Baltimore City. I think that's a great campaign ad right there, David. Thank you so much for calling in. I hope you have a happy new year. You too, Miss Kim. Thank you as always. Thank you. We get back. We'll continue this conversation. Obviously, got so much more coming up. Imagine losing the ability to hear someone say I love you or the ability to hear a compliment. How about just hearing birds chirp, your favorite song, conversation with old friends, or Kim Placic Live? Losing your hearing takes its toll on you physically, emotionally, and socially. Now, if this kind of suffering sounds familiar, no matter what your age, call Audiology Associates at 410-944-3100. Dr. Melissa Segev and her team take a gentle and empathetic approach for each patient's treatment plan, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Audiology Associates has been the trusted name in Maryland for over 42 years. They have offices throughout the Baltimore metro area. So call today, 410-944-3100, or go online at www.aaiaudiology.com. When silence is not golden, call Audiology Associates at 410-944-3100. At Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance, you can save up to 60% on select mattresses, plus score a free adjustable base on qualifying purchases. Here's to better sleep in 2024. The right mattress matters, and Mattress Firm will find yours. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we're fighting against childhood cancer every day. At the heart of this battle are our donors. Most of us want to make some type of difference in the lives of others. St. Jude does miraculous work. The fact that no one has to pay, it's a place where everyone is treated as an equal. Everybody is welcome here, and it doesn't matter your religion or what part of the world you're from. All that is taken away. It just gives you some hope. It's just a nice feeling to put your energy into something that really does genuinely make a difference in a child's life. There's just no greater gift. If we have the ability to help, then we have a responsibility to help. Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Find out how you can help at stjude.org. My dentist said I had to see an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Because my wisdom teeth were impacted, I got them out and had an uneventful recovery. The pain was becoming unbearable. I didn't know that the roots of wisdom teeth can lengthen and become entangled around the nerves in the lower jaw. My surgery was more complicated, and I had to reschedule my family vacation. One of my wisdom teeth never came all the way in. In my 30s, it started to hurt. A lot. It was infected. My recovery took a week. I had a cyst around my impacted wisdom tooth. I was referred to an OMS to have it removed. I was so worried. I wish I would have taken care of this when I was younger. Some things get better with age. Your wisdom teeth are not one of them. Make an appointment with an oral and maxillofacial surgeon today to evaluate your wisdom teeth. When caring for your wisdom teeth, pain-free does not necessarily mean disease-free. Visit myoms.org to find an OMS near you. WCBM reaches all types of entrepreneurs, businesses, associations, and specialists. Now is your chance to explain live, by way of your own radio show, exactly how your business or association can benefit the WCBM listener through block time. You control the dialogue. You control the subject matter. You control your own results. This is a great opportunity that WCBM can give to you. For more information, call 410-580-5231. Sean Hannity. I don't think this is the plan that David Weiss originally had. As a matter of fact, it was not. You know, there's always been an effort here. Let us be clear. 
They don't really care about Hunter Biden. This came out in the last two weeks that, hmm, well, we wonder if Hunter is going to be the sacrificial lamb in all this. It's not about Hunter. It's always been and continues to be about protecting Joe Biden as president. Weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on Talk Radio 680, WCBM. All right, uh, we are going to move on to a different topic here in the next hour. Just so you know, we're also playing Who Said That? Don't forget, that's around 1125. But I do want to tell you about this story about this uh, manhunt that went on. Uh, it was like this long manhunt. And I know it's not like a local story, but it, it like I was intrigued from start to finish. I wanted to tell you about it. Also, Anne Arundel, you have your plastic bag ban uh, coming into effect on Monday. We will talk about that. If you want to weigh in, you can. I can tell you, as a Baltimore County resident, I am still not happy. Uh, you know, everyone's like, you'll get into the habit. You'll just, you'll, you know, habitually, you'll take your, your reusable bags out of the car and use them. That's not true. What day is it? Uh, 1229. Okay, I, I have had this now for how long now? How long? What, what was that in Baltimore County that we switched it over? Was that in November? It might have even been before that. I still don't have the habit. Okay? Like, it's, <laughs> like I'm not thinking. Like, I have a whole kid. When I get out of the car, I'm thinking about my kid. I'm not thinking about some reusable bag, right? I'm like, all right, I got my wallet. Oh, I got my keys. Do I got my purse? Do I have my child? Right? I'm like... <laughs> That's what I have in my hand. I have my child's hand in my hand as we're walking through a parking lot. And I never remember the bags. If anything, my daughter Olivia will tell me about the bags, right? Because she'll be like getting out like, Mommy, don't forget the bags. And sometimes she'll think about it. And sometimes she's telling me, you know, about some dream that she had about some pony that she wants, right? You know, it's like, it's the last thing I'm thinking about. Well, anyways, Anne Arundel County, uh, your your pack band is going in place. We will discuss that. Uh, real quick, if you want to read more about the Exploratory Committee uh, at the Ruben Raja, uh, getting into the race, the Baltimore Banner has the story. It did outline uh, the fact that you don't need a huge percentage to win the Democrat primary. Don't forget, uh, Mayor Scott won with about 28% of the vote, uh, that Democrat primary in 2020. So it is possible. It is anybody's game. Apparently, the Ruben Raja will have to decide within the next several weeks. Uh, the filing deadline, of course, is early February. So we'll know for sure if he's going to be on the ballot. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about this uh, manhunt. That was just an incredible story. You're going to want to hear it, right? It's it's incredible. And then also we're going to play Who Said That? And uh, we're going to discuss a couple of things that are happening on Capitol Hill, what we can expect as this new session begins. All right. So don't go anywhere. All that and more coming up next. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash free. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore's listening. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. While the California Secretary of State has certified Donald Trump's presence on the March 5th primary ballot, in the state of Maine, Mr. Trump has been disqualified from appearing on the ballot. The decision by Secretary of State Shannon Bellows follows a ruling earlier this month by the Colorado Supreme Court that booted Donald Trump from the ballot in Colorado under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That decision has been stayed until the U.S. Supreme Court decides whether Trump is barred by the Civil War era provision, which prohibits those who engaged in insurrection from holding office. The Trump campaign says it will appeal Bellows' decision and Bellows suspended her ruling until that court system rules on that case. In the end, it's likely that the nation's highest court will have the final say on whether Trump appears on the ballot in Maine and in other states. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Senator Lindsey Graham goes north to stand with Chick-fil-A, the restaurant chain facing a challenge to its Sabbath day closing policy at its locations along the busy New York State Thruway. Graham posted a video on X showing him standing outside a Chick-fil-A in New York protesting a bill that would require the chicken sandwich giant to violate its policy of staying closed on Sundays. Graham says, quote, this violates the Constitution, this violates the religious liberty of all of us, and the company called Chick-fil-A who tries to honor the Sabbath. Graham is threatening to withhold federal funding from any state that tries to make Chick-fil-A open on Sundays. Bob Agnew reporting. They're doing it again. Iran-backed Houthi rebels firing more ballistic missiles at American military ships in the Red Sea. No ships were hit and no one was hurt. More than 100 missiles and drones unleashed on Ukraine overnight by the Russians. The capital city, Kiev, along with Kharkiv and Lviv, were hit by Russian missiles. The Dow down 30 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Dinesh D'Souza's new blockbuster movie, Police State, exposes the government's plot to control MAGA conservatives. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. MAGA Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. Mass surveillance, censorship, and armed attacks. There's nowhere to hide. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Fifteen marked units on my property. Military-style soldiers pointing an automatic rifle at my head. Are we becoming a police state? It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Shuley. Police state sounds the alarm. What we need is a person, and then we go find out what crime you did. How did we give the state this kind of power? Police state. They have their lists. Are you next? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state. Buy it or stream it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. It's 11.03. I'm Maggie Hunter with the latest headlines from the WCBM Maryland News Center. Brought to you by Stover Legal. Anne Arundel County's plastic bag ban takes effect Monday. Most businesses will no longer provide plastic bags for customers. Retailers can give customers paper or reusable bags for a month. But after that, it will cost 10 cents per bag. Residents can find out more about the Bring Your Own Bag Act on Anne Arundel County's website. And an Anne Arundel County police officer has been suspended 
suspended without pay and charged with theft of several gift cards. The cards were included in gift bags with animal care items that were given away with adoptions at the Anne Arundel County Animal Care and Control Center in Millersville. The three-year veteran of the force had been assigned to the center last month. Surveillance video showed her tampering with the bags. And the former Henry Highland Garnet School in West Baltimore will soon become known as the Justice Thurgood Marshall Amenity Center at Public School 103. Sports and the exclusive WCBM Weather Channel forecast next. Are you Stouffer Legal Safe? What would happen if you were to become unable to handle your own legal and financial affairs? Will the person of your choosing have the authority to handle your affairs privately within the family? Or will they be forced to submit to a public court guardianship involving doctors, courts, and lawyers? And what happens after you've died? Will your family be able to take immediate control of your life's work? Or will they be forced to submit to a public probate process, possibly taking a year or more and costing thousands of hard-earned dollars? These things don't just fall into place automatically. And if you're not sure whether your estate plan is all set, then log on to PlanBaltimore.com to view their online estate planning webinar. Then request your free consultation with a Stouffer legal attorney. If you don't plan for yourself, the state of Maryland has a plan for you, and it's probably not what you or your family want. It's easy to be Stouffer legal safe. Visit PlanBaltimore.com today. The Blast play the Harrisburg Heat tonight for the first time in the season at TU Arena, game time 735. And Maryland closed out the first half of the season on a strong note last night as the Terps pummeled Coppin State 75-53 to in their final non-conference game of the year. Now here's the exclusive WCBM Weather Channel forecast. Temperatures trending cooler as we head into the weekend. Today, partly cloudy, one or two showers, 54. Tomorrow's dry, 48. Sunday, lots of sunshine, 50 the high Sunday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. It's 52 in downtown Baltimore, 51 in Halethorpe, and 49 in Nottingham. I'm Maggie Hunter, 680 WCBM News. Stay connected and informed. Listen to AM680 or stream us on your PC, tablet, or phone at WCBM.com. The WCBM studios are sponsored by BetMGM. Go to WCBM.com or the WCBM app on your cell phone and register today. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. All right. You know, I got to ask you, because we've been having a great conversation, I think, all morning. Uh, Of course, it's me talking, right? So, grade it with what you will. Uh, I do want to say good morning to you. And if you're just joining us, of course, where the heck have you been? Uh, I I do believe, honestly, the more and more I keep thinking about this mayoral race here in Baltimore, I do believe we're going to see a lot of people throw their hats in. And uh, I think... Uh, the more I think about it, the more the fact that uh, Mayor Scott won the Democrat primary back in 2020 with only 28 percent of the vote. Uh, you know, the more names you get in there, obviously, the the least amount that you can you have to win by. Uh, but we did see a poll that I thought was pretty accurate uh, about a, maybe a month ago. And you still had 15 percent uh, that were undecided. I believe that was a Goucher poll on who they wanted to vote for. Now, of course, this is what everybody was talking about. Uh, Sheila Dixon getting in the race, along with Bob Wallace, who did perform what is an independent. Now he's a Democrat. And, of course, Mayor Brandon Scott. And at that time, you had so many people 
that were undecided or just not excited about any of those individuals that, you you know, anybody else looking at it, anyone that thought, okay, I could be a candidate in this race, anybody looking at that would say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and throw my hat in the ring. 15% undecided, those are good odds. Those are really good odds when you know that it's going to be a crowded field and you only need to get about 30% as a Democrat in the primary. And as we talked about before, even though Donald Scoggins, hats off to him running uh, in this race, he is a Republican. And Donald, in case you missed it, he was on the show here. You can always go to WCBM.com, go down to uh, Kim Klasik Live, and you can see where uh, Donald Scoggins and I had a conversation for about an hour and I agree with a lot of what he said. You know, interesting or not, uh, of not, I, I felt as though he sounded a little soft. It wasn't that he was soft on crime. It was it was about the the rec center situation. You know, and, and maybe you guys might disagree with me on this one, but I'm not so into the whole rec center situation. Right now you have rec centers that are brand new that are open that are basically empty because today's kids are different from the 80s and the 90s kids. Right? Those kids didn't have Instagram and TikTok and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, you went to the rec center. Yeah, you played basketball. Yeah, you played indoor soccer. Uh, you know, if you were lucky, your rec center had a pool, right? You know what I mean? Uh, and that was different back then. 80s and 90s kids were different. Uh, today's kids, everybody wants to be on TikTok. They want to go viral. Uh, they want to make money on it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's just different. And I don't think, I'm not saying there isn't room for any rec centers, but the fact that Mayor Scott ran on opening more rec centers, I thought this is, this isn't going to work. Like you got to get your mindset. Is not with the times? And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. Like, even now, when they're talking about the uh, stolen cars, all the Hondas and Kias, where did the kids learn to do this? You know, on TikTok. And so if you th- if you look at the numbers and you realize more kids are on social media than anything, uh, then you would think that you would try to figure out a way to cater to that and do it in a way where they're using social media maybe safely or under supervision or, you know, what if you had not maybe a rec center, but what if there was a center where you, you these kids could come in and there were these different rooms where they could, you know, have the green screens and they were, you know, filming their dance videos or whatever the heck they do on there. I, I still don't. I, look, I made a TikTok account. I still don't, I still can't tell you what they really do. I <laughs> I, I barely open it, number one. And number two, it's always like somebody doing something like either really silly for views or they're dancing. And if, if you've ever watched a TikTok dance, it's not even good dancing. It's it's like like the five, six, seven, eight. It's it's like it's worse than cheerleading. You know? And I'm not saying cheerleading is bad. I love to all my cheerleaders love you, okay? But but the TikTok dancing is like these basic moves. And they move kind of like a robot because they got to hit every little step. And it's, <laughs> it's not even, it's not cute. And they all use the same song, right? Because it's like this one TikTok dance goes with this one song. And then the song gets annoying after you scroll by it so many times. It's, I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm old. I'm old, man. I'm not a fan of TikTok. I'm old. But I do try to use it. I do try to use it. Well, anyways, I got a text here from Craig. Craig says, Kim, I just saw two of these in Parkville. We are doomed as a society. Happy New Year. Craig sent me a picture of, you won't believe this, Councilman Ryan Dorsey has signs up, yard signs, in Parkville. He must have a friend that lives out there. 
I just, I don't know. I, You know how I feel about Ryan. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down that road. I wanted to talk to you about this story that I saw. And I, it's it's it doesn't have anything to do with Maryland, but it's 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 just a, such an interesting story. Well, meanwhile, this is on Fox News website, and the headline is California authorities nab master of disguise after years long manhunt. Okay, Tyler Adams was serving time for felony theft when he escaped custody. Okay, the, I, look, I don't usually even read stories like this. But I was scrolling through and I was like, wait, wait, what? What? Right? It was like shocking from start to finish. Anyways, a fugitive reportedly known as a master of disguise was taken into custody in Newport, California late last month. It is expected to be extradited to Hawaii next week. Governor Josh Green of Hawaii said in a press release that federal authorities arrested 51-year-old Tyler Adams on November 30th on a state warrant issued in Hawaii after he failed to return to the furlough center in May 2019. Now, at the time, Adams was serving time uh, at the Ohaho Community Correctional Center for two felony theft convictions. Okay, so the New York Post reported that the convictions were from when Adams stole $130,000 from Hawaiian banks as well as a $5,000 ring from Costco. Wait, Costco has $5,000 rings inside? What? That's news, too. Okay. <laughs> Breaking. Costco has $5,000 rings. All right. He had previously served another seven-year sentence in San Diego after using the identities of his parents to run up over $3 million in debt. Okay, now this is according to the local station uh, in San Diego. $3 million in debt? What? How do you... So he uses parents' identities to run up $3 million in debt. Could you imagine doing that to your mom and dad? Right? And, and this he's an older gentleman, so you know his parents are not, you know, they're not the youngest. They might even be retired. But meanwhile, how long did it take them to notice? <laughs> like, after a few of the charges, I would think that you would say, well, that's interesting. I didn't... I don't think I spent forty grand over here. I, uh, honey, did you purchase a boat? <laughs> you know, three million dollars. Oh my gosh! Well, anyways, he did that in June 2022. The FBI issued a press release saying the bureau was looking to question Tyler Adams in connection with the disappearance and presumed death of his girlfriend Raquel in Mexico after he used an alias to enter the U.S. This is when it gets interesting, right? Because we talk a lot about the southern border. Tyler Adams had been detained and questioned in Mexico earlier that month. But he left Mexico and entered the U.S. through the San Ysidro port. It's an entry in San Diego. I probably said that wrong. On June 16th. And he allegedly used a fake name. Yes, he used a fake name to go through this port. Aaron Bain was his, as his, his alias. Aaron Bain. And has a history of using aliases, including fake and stolen identities, right? So this is the coming from the FBI. At this point, the FBI is on his trail. But but just think about this. He was going in and out of Mexico right there in San Diego, and he's using fake names. You know, people are just kind of like nonchalant. Da, 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 da. This, this is what we see at our southern border all the time, right? We talk a lot about uh, some of those openings down there in uh, Mission, Texas and Arizona. Look, this guy's just walking in and out of San Diego like it's nothing. 
Earlier that year, human remains were discovered inside a vehicle uh, that his girlfriend was known to drive. Okay, so the body official said they had believed that that was the girlfriend who had a seven-month-old child with Tyler Adams. All right, so now you got a seven-month-old baby involved in this. Okay, it, it goes on. The girlfriend and Adams were living in Tijuana, Mexico, but were American citizens when the woman vanished. So Tyler Adams, uh, apparently, authority said, is believed to be the father of the child, and it is the seventh-month-old is a baby girl. Well, anyways, investigators first detained Tyler Adams in connection with the Amber Alert related to the toddler's disappearance. The girl, the, the girlfriend, was reported missing on June 10th. Uh, no, the, the baby, sorry, was missing to June 10th, uh, but was later found safe in Mexico. Now, Tyler Adams was uncooperative when questioned about the girlfriend. Okay, now this is coming from the FBI. Several reports describe how Tyler Adams is a master of disguise who has a criminal history dating back decades. A local embassy station in Hawaii reported that Tyler Adams created numerous fake businesses and opened accounts in the Bank of Hawaii and American Saving Banks in 2009. He reportedly used fraudulent checks to deposit large sums of money into the accounts and convinced the bankers to make the money available to him immediately. Look, I don't watch a lot of movies, but this should be a movie, okay? This should be a movie. And in case you didn't hear it, yes, the baby is safe. The baby is safe. This should be a movie. It reminds me of, remember Leonardo DiCaprio's Catch Me If You Can? That was a good movie. That was a good movie. I actually ended up buying that one. It was so good. But this is how I feel about this. Now, Tyler Adams had several aliases in Hawaii, uh, such as Kevin Kennedy, Lance Irwin, and Michael Whitman. All three names were allegedly those of students at the University of Hawaii Law School. So he was just picking out student names. This guy, look, I'm glad that they got him. All right. But think about this. He was going in and out of that port there in San Diego, walking in and out of Mexico like it was no big deal. Now, they do have a picture of him. And the picture is interesting because it almost looks like he's beat up in the picture, but I can't really tell. But it's interesting. It really is interesting. So, if uh, ladies, if you ever dated a guy with one of those names, you could have dated this, <laughs> this master of disguise. It sounds like he was everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyways, I just wanted to bring that to you. California authorities now master of disguise after years-long manhunt. Uh, you know, he escaped custody. I, th- that is that is a movie waiting to happen. And I don't know if you guys know anybody that uh, produces movies, but if you could get that over to them, I would love to see it. <laughs> I would love to see it. You know, I wonder who would play him. I was looking at the picture of this guy. He kind of looks like, he looks like kind of like a roughed-up Matt Damon. Right? Like a roughed up Matt Damon. That's kind of what he looks like. And I could see if he was like getting away with stuff. I, I mean, really, because you wouldn't even look twice at the guy. You wouldn't even think he looks like so just like nice and innocent, polite, probably. You, like you would walk past him at Costco. Here he is still in, you know, big rigs. You wouldn't even look twice at the guy. Oh, man. Well, anyways, I just wanted to bring you that story because I thought it was interesting. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh, obviously, so much more to discuss. Don't forget, at 1125, we are going to be playing Who Said That? So you don't want to go anywhere. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot that's been going on, but I also wanted to talk about some of the biggest stories that we saw uh, this year. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't just at least say, when it comes to all the juvenile crime and violence in this city of Baltimore, 
And I know that Mayor Scott is planning to do some kind of visual for those that have passed in the city this year at the uh, War Memorial Building. And I just, I don't know. For me, I understand that he's like, oh, we're going to honor those. Da, da, da. But for me, it's kind of like, you know, save it for me. Because if, if I was, just think for a second, we see a lot of times uh, the mother, Crystal. Remember, her daughter, Aaliyah, was killed during the Brooklyn Day Massacre. And I love the fact that she's speaking out. Even the brother has been speaking out at different town halls and things. And I, I just imagine if I was Crystal and that was my daughter, and they still had no one in custody, and she was killed on July 2nd. And, you know, I don't know if you guys do this, but there was a social media video that was, you know, going around, and it was heartbreaking. Like, I cried when I saw it. But it was when Crystal was looking for her daughter, Leah. And she was there at the Brooklyn Homes uh, complex, and they had this body under a sheet. And Crystal, Aaliyah's mom, comes walking up, and you could see, like, she starts to shake. And somebody has this, like, they have a cell phone video going. And she's screaming at the officer to let her by because she wants to see if it was her daughter under the sheet. She's screaming at the officer. And the officer, of course, doesn't want to let her by. Um, but she ends up getting over past him. And she put she pulls up the sheet just a little to see that it was, in fact, her daughter. Uh, it was, in fact, her daughter, Aaliyah. And the screams that you heard, it just, it killed me inside. And, and so I understand they're having this, you know, memorial and this visual for all those that passed away. But I would think if I was one of these parents, I'd rather see somebody in custody for the murder of my daughter. You know, save save me all the the balloons and the releasing of the doves. and it, Just save it. I want to see somebody paying for what they did. And so we will talk a little bit about some of these cases uh, and some of these crimes that happened throughout the year here as we uh, headed to 2024. But again, look, I know it's all in, in, with good intentions, but I would think that uh, getting to the bottom of what happened um, at the Brooklyn Day event or getting to the bottom of a lot of these cases would mean so much more. So we'll discuss that coming up next. Don't forget, don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we're also going to be playing Who Said That? The following is a paid announcement. Hi, I'm Congressman Andy Harris, proudly representing the 1st Congressional District of Maryland. I wanted to provide a quick update on the services my office provides. If you're struggling with the bureaucracy of the Biden administration and need help with a federal agency, such as the IRS, the Veterans Affairs Administration, the Social Security Administration, Medicare, or Passports, and you live in Harford, Cecil, or parts of Baltimore County, please contact my Bel Air office at 410-588-5670. That's 410-588-5670. My office team is ready to assist you. You can also reach my office by going to harris.house.gov and filling out a contact form. That's harris.house.gov. It's an honor to represent you in Congress, and I look forward to helping you in any way I can. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. Hi, this is Sean Casey. If you're embarrassed to smile or aren't able to eat the foods you enjoy due to loose, broken, or missing teeth, you should call Dr. Ari Moskowitz and his team at Baltimore Periodontics right away to schedule a free 30-minute implant consultation. 
Even if you've hated going to the dentist your whole life, you'll love Dr. Ari Moskowitz and his team. They're the most talented, compassionate, and caring people you could ask for. And they use sedation techniques to make sure that you're completely relaxed and comfortable during treatment. If you want to have that beautiful smile and healthy mouth that you deserve, they are the experts. They're in network with a number of medical insurance companies for that life-changing full-arch Teeth Express teeth-in-a-day implant treatment helping to save you thousands of dollars. Call Dr. Ari Moskowitz and his expert team at Baltimore Periodontics, 410-744-6088. That's 410-744-6088. And get started on the road to better health and a happier smile. Now. We tend not to think about now. We dream about tomorrow, relive yesterday. But sometimes we don't see what's right in front of us. Victory over cancer is in front of us. Right now, cancer research is saving lives. Cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to new discoveries and new treatments. And ultimately, one day, victory over cancer. Give to the V Foundation. Right now, one out of every two men and one out of every three women will get cancer in their lifetime. Now is your moment. You may save someone you love. 100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing research. 100%. Donate at V.org. Because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Are you ready for talk radio unlike anything you've heard before? I'm Frank Morano. Join me for the other side of midnight for an unexpected journey through current events, the paranormal, pop culture, and more. Weekday mornings from 1 to 5, talk radio 680, WCBM. Love the song. All right, we were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, it's the end of the year. Today is uh, December 29th. And uh, I will talk a little bit about some of the uh, the big crimes that have happened in the past. I also wanted to hear, it looks like I got John and Timodium on the line. John, you wanted to weigh in? Kim, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I knew it was you, John. How are you? I knew it was you, too. Yeah. I knew it was you. I called the number, and there you are. Hey, Kim, listen, you really touched a piece of my heart in the last segment there. I the, the authenticity you brought as a mom, talking about that lady losing her daughter, that really strikes home with me, and this, to me, embodies what the, the election coming up is. Here's my point, okay? I think Scott's got to go. He really does. But if you look at it strategically, the Rue Vignarajic cannot run. I know he loves Baltimore and wants to help. He can't win that election. And all he's going to do is separate the people that are against Scott and then he's going to win with that low percentage that you were talking about before. I hope he has the foresight. He can't win the election. He can't win it. So if he wants to do what's good for Baltimore, if he truly loves the city, he can't run to take away from somebody else that can defeat Scott. He's not in that position. He can't run. He can't. Yeah. If he wants to do what's best for Baltimore, he's got to not run. He can't win. Yeah, a lot of people feel the same way, and I, I did notice. It what seems, do you feel? Do you agree with me on that? It's it's so tough. It's so tough because no, it's like on, Let's talk to strategy. Strategy wise, strategy wise, I agree win. with you. I agree with you, strategy wise. But when I see the fifteen percent that are still undecided, okay. I I think that there could be a chance. But yes, does it look like yeah, right now it'll just split votes again? 
Sure, it does. And uh, it looks to me that, and I, don't, I could be wrong, but it looks yeah. to me that Fox 45 favors Sheila Dixon because I see her there all the time. But I could be wrong on that. Kim, you know what really bothers me? I, look, I know he had a child in the last few days and everything. I think that his office, or whoever's marketing him, is using the birth of a child as a launching in his own election process. They're trying to make him more likable, more regular, more debt, like he's really working hard. I, it really offends me. I think that they're using these personal things in his life to try to give him some push in the election that's coming up. Because, Kim, think about it. The primary is upon us. Right. And in Baltimore City, that's the true election, is that yeah. primary. Yeah. And it really offends me. we got to know, you know, here he comes and all this I, I think, I'm telling you, it's a marketing scheme by him to try to clean himself up, look like he's trying hard, and it really offends me. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're probably not the only one that feels that way. I, I guess I won't ask you. you feel that way, Kim? Well, I look, I know a lot of people have no, some... Come on. Just give it... It's an opinion. It's nothing. You know, I... Here. Could he be doing that? Sure. He could be doing that, but I'm not willing to assume that at this point in time. I, I knew the baby was coming for quite little, some time. Baby, when you had your baby girl, did you put it out there and this and that and all... You were no. doing all that. It was a family matter. No, what yeah, I wouldn't. I, well, I wouldn't put my kid through something like that exactly. anyway. But, exactly. Yeah. What's going on here, Kim? That's what I love about you and your show. You just tell the truth. You see it for what it is. That's yeah. it. That's all we can do. Forget about the kid and remember the squeegee kids. Forget about the kid and remember the Brooklyn homes. That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Let's be realistic. It's a great point, John. Well, John, we th- love you. You know that? The yeah. listeners, we love you. You're the best. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. I hope you have a happy new year. All right. Well, look, I, I understand where John's coming from. We can discuss that as well. But I do want to hear, I do want to play the Who Said That audio for you so you can try to win. Take a listen. very first New Year's show I did was uh, 1959. We did it in Philadelphia, and we did a midnight show for kids. And they said, uh, fine, this is all well and good, but we need somebody in Times Square. All right, who said that? Call me, 410-WCBM680. That's 410-922-6680. Also, just an hour ago, uh, the Trump campaign released a statement on uh, Maine Secretary of State ruling. I'll read that to you as well. Looks like uh, looks like all news channels are, are bringing that forward. Again, who said that? The number is 410-WCBM680. 410 922 6680. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. First, Colorado, now Maine, is trying to deny former President Trump a spot on the state's primary ballot. The Trump campaign vows to appeal just as it is appealing the Colorado Supreme Court ruling. Meantime, a different story unfolding in California, where Mr. Trump's name will be appearing on the March primary ballot. A New York federal judge has rejected Democrat U.S. Senator Bob Menendez's request for a two-month delay in his criminal bribery trial, a trial slated to get underway in May. More than two dozen people have been killed in the latest Russian assault on multiple cities in Ukraine, including the capital city of Kiev. Ukraine says the Russians launched 122 missiles, along with dozens of drones. On Wall Street, stocks are in the red. The Dow is down 115 points. The Nasdaq off 138. More details at srnnews.com. 
Nothing can be more frustrating than working hard your entire life, saving as much as possible, then watching your money go down right before retirement. Mike Kinnett, Ryan Herbert, and the team at ProStatus Financial can help. They're going to sit down with you personally to create a complete retirement plan, which includes the 401k x-ray, income analyzer, tax planning analysis, and estate plan review. This is up to a $2,500 value, and it's complimentary for the next five callers who have at least $500,000 saved for retirement. Congratulations, you've done a great job of saving. Now, call 866-597-1040 and let the team at ProStatus Financial help you protect, grow, and distribute your wealth in the most tax-efficient manner possible. Call ProStatus Financial today at 866-597-1040. That's 866-597-1040. Advisory services offered through ProStatus Group LLC, a registered investment advisor, insurance license in Maryland. Very little in the way of rain as we wind down 2023 and head into the new year. There still is enough lingering moisture. We may see a brief shower or two today. Partly cloudy, still mild, 54, one or two showers overnight. We're dry, though, the rest of the weekend. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and cooler, 48. Sunday with sunshine near 50 the high. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. At Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance, you can save up to 60% on select mattresses. Plus, score a free adjustable base on qualifying purchases. Here's to better sleep in 2024. The right mattress matters, and Mattress Firm will find yours. Make the hiring process work for you with Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution. You can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Daisy was abandoned by her family and placed in foster care at 15 years old. Her life was full of uncertainty. She thought she'd never have a permanent place to call home. Before I was adopted, I felt like I wasn't enough. I had this hole in my heart, and I never knew what I needed to patch that hole. But when my mom asked to adopt me, that hole was closed. It feels so normal now to say that I'm a part of this family. I am surrounded by love. I feel safe. And that hole inside of me is gone. I am whole. I'm finally enough just as I am. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is changing the lives of teenagers at risk of aging out of foster care. Like Daisy, every child deserves a permanent, loving home. You can help. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. This is the Sean Hannity Show. There have now been over 75 attacks against Americans in Syria, Iraq, and, and other areas in the region. And now another aggressive action by the Chinese Navy in the South China Sea against America's Navy. And it's like, and, and these are international waterways. And, what, and nothing seems to ever happen. Weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on Talk Radio 680, WCBM. All right, we are playing Who Said That? 
Thanks to producer Brian. He keeps me on you time. Like Usually he'll remind me and then I roll my eyes and say, oh, right, I'm kind of okay. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Sometimes I remember, but sometimes he reminds me and I do appreciate him. And uh, Brian always plays the good music as well, so I love that. Uh, we are playing Who Said That? And I want to make sure that you heard the audio before we get to the phone lines to so take a listen. very first New Year's show I did was uh, in 1959. We did it in Philadelphia and we did a midnight show for kids. And they said, uh, fine, it's all well and good, but we need somebody in Times Square. All right, I got to ask you, who said that? I think this is very timely, right? Because here we are, it's almost New Year's Eve. Hopefully you guys have some good plans. Or you're like me and you're boring and you don't have plans at all. <laughs> all right, let's go to the phone lines. I got Paul and Perry Hall. Paul, who said that? Well, Kim, you only have to hear New Year's Eve and we did a show and you know it's Dick Clark. All right. Yes, it is. Even I knew that one. I got my uh, bell back. You don't know very many of them, do you? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Tim, I do not. We love, we love your show, and you have a very loyal audience, and I believe it's it's growing tremendously every month. So I'm, I'm hopeful that. that everybody hangs in there at the station, and you are just doing a wonderful job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Paul. And you just won bragging rights and scratch-off lottery tickets. And hopefully you'll let us know if you win big. If I win big, I'll call back. All right. Thank you. That's all we Bye, ask. Buddy. All right. Happy New Year to you. Don't forget, you can play the exciting and fun scratch-off game, Oh Snap, just in time for the holidays. You can win up to $500, and it's scented with Ginger Snap. For details, go to mdlottery.com. Please play responsibly. That's all we ask. Please play responsibly. Now, before the break, I told you that uh, President Donald Trump, I know some people always say former President Trump, so I will do that. Former President Donald Trump has responded to the fact that he is now being stripped from the primary ballot in the state of Maine. And here's what his spokesperson has said. The Maine Secretary of State is a former ACLU attorney, uh, a, virulent, oh, a leftist and a hyper-partisan Biden supporter. And she's a Democrat who has decided to interfere in the presidential election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden. We are witnessing in real time the attempted theft of an election and the disenfranchisement of the American voter. Democrats and blue states are recklessly and unconstitutionally suspending the civil rights of the American voters by attempting to remove President Trump's name from the ballot. Make no mistake, these partisan election interference efforts are a hostile assault on American democracy. Biden and the Democrats simply do not trust the American voter in a free and fair election and are now relying on the force of government institutions to protect their grip on power. He goes on to say state courts in Michigan and Minnesota have rejected these bad faith, bogus 14th Amendment ballot challenges, as have a federal court in New Hampshire, Arizona, Florida, Rhode Island, West Virginia, along with 10 other federal jurisdictions. We know both the Constitution and the American people are on our side in this fight. President Trump's dominating campaign has a commanding lead in the polls that has dramatically expanded as crooked Joe Biden's presidency continues to fail. We will quickly file a legal objection in state court to prevent this atrocious decision in Maine from taking effect. And President Trump will never stop fighting to make America great again. Uh, again, that comes in from Stephen uh, Chung. That is Trump's campaign spokesperson. And uh, yeah, I think that was, you know, my, my favorite line there is probably, you know, 
the Biden and the Democrats simply don't trust the American voter to, in a free and fair election. I would say, you know, it's it, it, that is true and in many different ways, not just the fact that they're removing him from these states, right, his name from these primary ballots. But if you if you think you consider the fact that the DNC won't even have a primary for Democrat voters, right? They've already chosen Joe Biden. He's the chosen one. And you saw where RFK tried to get on, uh, you know, at least a debate stage or even uh, try to do anything in regards to DNC. And they pushed him out so much so to the point where he's now running as an independent. And so, yes, they do not trust the American voters to make their own decision. They don't trust a free and fair election. They have to rig it for Joe Biden to win. And it is very obvious. And I would think this is why it's getting bipartisan support. I would think this is why many Democrats are saying, look, this isn't cool. It isn't cool at all. Look, I know not many Democrats listen to the show, but I, I would hope that the ones that do listen to the show, uh, I would hope that you would take a look at this and say, you know, this has gone way too far. I Look, I obviously I thought that even when they were doing the Russian hoax, right? I mean, it was Russia, Russia, Russia. And this was the time where I was on, you know, Fox News and stuff all the time. And literally every every time they called me, Kim, we're having a we're having a discussion about Russia and the collusion. And I'm like, like this is a joke, you guys. I, there's nothing else I can say on this. I, I've got I've got zero talking points. I, like I've said all that needs to be said because it, it just it really it was just ridiculous. Uh, looks like I do have uh, Mike in Nottingham. Mike, you want to talk a little bit about Maine trying to keep Trump off the ballot? Yes, I did, Kim. Uh, thank you for letting me voice how I feel. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, uh, Maine's decision to keep President Trump off the ballot will not hold up in the United States Supreme Court. I also wanted to say that on January 6, 2021, uh, POTUS number 45, that's president, uh, was still president, and he had a duty uh, to investigate uh, and let the American people know the voter irregularities, the voting irregularities. Uh, and also, uh, he, as president, still had a right to his First Amendment right to free speech and to assemble pe- in a peaceful manner. Uh, the, I wanted to say that the, uh, the protest, by and large, was a peaceful protest. It was I believe more than one million people that gathered uh, and that there were a few uh, protesters that went crazy. Uh, And uh, I believe that the establishment is behind this. Uh, They're, uh, excuse my language, pissed off that President Trump had the courage uh, to uh, lay out the uh, very persuasive argument for voter fraud and election theft. Uh, and uh, they're uh, attacking President Trump, uh, and they're desperate. They don't want to see him uh, be the Republican nominee because they know he can defeat uh, any Democrat uh, that he's up against. Yeah. No, I agree with you there, Mike. I mean, you know, as we come down the line here, because obviously they're taking shots at him in the primary, right? These are primary ballots. What do you think we could expect in the general? Right when he becomes the nominee, I, I think if this is what we see in the primary, what will we see in the general? Yes, uh, I think uh, the Supreme Court needs to rule quickly uh, on this and put to rest uh, this 
all all this uh, they need to do a ruling on the 14th amendment to the constitution i think it's section three uh that does not apply uh to the president of the united states uh and that uh the president did not engage in in uh insurrection or incitement to insurrection yeah yeah well mike thank you so much for sharing i hope you have a happy new year thank you happy new year happy new year to you I, uh, look, I think Mike makes some great points there. Will they do it? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think they could just fight this easily. You know, no one found where there was any, you know, signs of Trump being involved in the Capitol Hill riot. Like, I can't even call it an insurrection. I know that's what we say, but was it really an insurrection? Like, they're trying to, they use this language where they make it seem like it was just absolutely awful and much worse than what it was. And I'm not saying that it wasn't bad, right? I think I told you guys, I was watching it on television, you know, live in time, and I thought, you know, this is crazy. Uh, this is a good way to get killed. Uh, you had people climbing up the sides of the Capitol itself. I have friends that are, that are Capitol Hill police, some of them snipers, and I said, and I tweeted out, I told you, I tweeted out, that's a good way to get shot. It's a really good way to get shot. And they were climbing up the walls to go in. And, of course, I got all this backlash. People were like, whose side are you on? And I was like, I don't know, whoever wants to remain alive. I like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's, he's, you know, it's, it's like you can't climb the walls of the Capitol to try to get in. When, you know, and, and a lot of people, like, they had the zip ties sticking out. They had all these ropes and stuff. And I was like, somebody's going to get killed. I honestly, and I'll be very frank here, I was surprised no one was shot by a sniper that day. I was surprised. And it's, it's another reason why I look at, when you're looking at now, how there were some people that were in this crowd that weren't actually Trump supporters. They weren't just there to go to the Trump rally. And you have a lot of people saying how there were bad actors in that crowd that, you know, kind of instigated and provoked all this. I I would think, and this is just me, you know, you could call me a conspiracy theorist. I've been called worse. I would think that some of those people that were climbing the walls like that and like zip tie and, and, and like coming down on the ropes. Did you guys see this? Some of those people, like they had the ropes up and they were just like, like sliding down the ropes into the Capitol. I would think that some of those people were not Trump supporters. And that's why they came equipped with the rope because they knew exactly how they were going to try to get in there and make it look even worse. Because any other day of the week, those snipers on Capitol Hill would have taken somebody down if they had that rope up there climbing up those walls. That is just my opinion. Did I talk to some of my friends, uh, the Capitol Police officers, about that? I did talk to one of them, and he said, yeah, he was also surprised they didn't pull the trigger. I, look, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know a lot of people will talk about how this just was, you know, sticking from the high heavens. I, it really did. It, it stunk. And I, I don't like to talk about it too much because, of course, I don't know exactly what happened, just like many of us don't know. But I thought that was bizarre to be honest. All right, more. More. I just saw this really quickly. I thought it was interesting. Uh, because it's the end of the year, of course, they're doing all these stories where it's like, all right, let's see, I'll wrap this year up. And uh, there's this article that says, uh, these were the top baby names in America 50 years ago. Did yours make the list? I thought this was cute. 
Uh, you know, the most popular male name in the 1970s uh, was Michael and Christopher. Oh, Christopher and Catesville. I wonder if you're listening today. Jason, David. I know so many Davids. Oh, my gosh. That name is so popular. James. So is my dad's names. My dad's name, I should say. John. Lots of Johns out here. Robert, Brian, William, and Matthew. I know Matthews as well. All right. Popular female names in the 70s were Jennifer, Amy, Melissa, Michelle. Number five, Kimberly. All right, we got to go through the meeting on this. There's meetings on this thing. This is on Fox News' website, by the way. Kimberly reported means from the meadow of the Royal Fortress. Really? That's not even exciting. <laughs> All right, Lisa's also on the list. Angela, Heather. Stephanie, Nicole, my middle name is Nicole, believe it or not. So look at me, I'm at number five and number ten there. Uh, I thought that was interesting. You know, when I was a kid, I think I told you this, uh, when I was a kid in middle school, we had three Kimberleys in my class. It's like everybody my age was either named Kimberly, Jennifer, or Tiffany. And Tiffany in the county, I don't know if you're listening, and you can relate. But those were the three names. There were a couple Stephanies out there. But, oh, my goodness, Jennifer, Kimberly, and Tiffany, those were the names. Nowadays, it's totally different. Uh, when I think about, like, Olivia and all the kids in her class, there's a lot of Kayleys. Uh, there's a lot of Emmas also nowadays. And some of the names that were pulled back from the past, Stella, uh, I, which I really like that name a lot, Stella. All right, we were talking about some of the uh, big news stories uh, of the year here in Baltimore City. We did mention the Brooklyn Day Massacre. I still can't believe that more people are not talking about that on a national level, right? It was the largest mass shooting in Maryland's history. 30 people shot, two deceased. It could have been a lot worse than that. Think about it. Think about if these shooters could actually aim and had some kind of training, right? A lot of these kids, you know, they're buying guns off the streets or whatever. They're not training or anything. They don't even know how to hold the gun, you know, let alone shoot a gun. Well, anyways... Just imagine, out of those 28 people that were injured, imagine if those young people, many of them were young, if they were all killed. Think about it. Because they were non-fatally shot, it doesn't get the same kind of attention. And I will also say, because it was in a very, uh, what some people could consider impoverished area of Baltimore, right, it would not get the same attention. If that shooting happened in, say, Federal Hill, uh, yeah. Yeah, just think about it. If that shooting happened in Federal Hill and the people that were shot were not black, right? Let's just say they were white and they were those young ages. Uh, I, I don't think the story would be treated the same way. And I, I'm not making it a, a race thing. I'm not. Uh, it's more like a class thing in my mind, right? It's more like, okay, that was Brooklyn Homes. Obviously, there's a lot of Section 8 there. You know, it's a housing project. I'm saying if this happened on a block in Federal Hill where people go bar hopping or what have you, I think it would have, it would have been totally different. And that's another piece of this that the, the city council members and the mayor, they don't want to admit. Like, remember we were talking about having these honest conversations? They don't admit that. You know, and I told you even about Councilwoman Odette Ramos, how she treated uh, that one uh, where she believed the hate crime. It turned out not to be whatever, but she believed it was a hate crime and she believed it was against the LGBTQ community. She was up in arms. She was almost damn near in tears. Then meanwhile, she sees anti-Semitic behavior in, you know, Jewish homes being attacked and vandalized. And it's, oh, well, let's just see what the investigation brings. 
Like, wait, what? What? This is, it's like that hypocrisy smothered in, like, you know, racism and all of the, the stuff that I just really despise about the Democrat Party, right? The identity politics, you know, meanwhile, and I thought about this the other day. Those those homes, the Jewish homes that were vandalized on 34th Street, what if those Jewish people were gay? What if they were gay? What if those Jewish people were part of the LGBTQ community at all? What if they were queer or whatever the other letters are? What if they were part of that community? What would have happened at that point in time? Would people come forward and say, oh, my gosh, this is awful, and, you know, started, you know, protesting and doing all as they were handing out, you know, pride flags in Charles Village and painting the sidewalk, you know, the rainbow colors and things like that? Would that have happened? Does that change things? If the Jewish families that had their homes vandalized, if they were gay, did that change it? I mean, just think about the, the games that we play. All right. Coming up next, like I said, I'll run down really quickly here for you what I believe were the biggest stories here in Baltimore in 2023, and I hope that you join me. Uh, We'll talk about that. And then also, I'll remind you of the guests that we have coming up next week on January 3rd, because you're going to want to tune in for that as well. Are you a Maryland homeowner who's looking to sell your home? If you're not careful, you can undercut your greatest lifetime investment by tens of thousands of dollars. Hi, this is Kim Klasick. For years, I've rallied for economic prosperity in Maryland. One of the best ways you can foster your own financial future is by selling your home for top dollar. Unfortunately, many people accept less for their non-updated homes. Did you know there's a way to profit more from all of your years of hard work? Renovation Real Estate is a licensed real estate agency and general contractor. They help homeowners like you make $20,000 or more in extra profit by upgrading their homes with no upfront cost. They will increase your home's value to attract competitive buyers with no out-of-pocket cost to you. They fix it, they sell it, you profit. Don't undercut your greatest lifetime investment. Call Sean Holden from Renovation Real Estate at 410-724-1199 or visit online at renovation.realestate. MHIC 118-795. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom Calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466-9625. Comcast Business, offering the small business bonus. Switch to business internet from the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. The Rob Carson Show. Now we're watching this house of cards burned to the ground. We have laid bare every agency for what they are. They are massive, massive money laundering opportunities 
for donors. They are massive ways to control people in their thoughts and behavior and ultimately not for the net good of the people. The Rob Carson Show, weekdays, noon to 3 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. It's Friday! Yes! You know what that means. Look, I was reading the list of names, uh, those that were so popular back in the 70s. And I mentioned Christopher, and Christopher in Kaysville did respond. He said, I am listening. Would it be something if every one of those Hang Mike Pence guys were an FBI operative? Christopher and Catonsville, Happy New Year. You know what? Ugh, look, I, I hate getting into that conversation because I there was definitely something going on there. And I feel so bad for all of those, like even Derek Evans in West Virginia, uh, that spent so much time behind bars from just walking into the Capitol and actually recording on his cell phone what he was seeing. That's all he did. All he did, he was in solitary confinement. And I know we've had Jake Legg on the show. Uh, I was on Jake Legg's podcast the other day. He's a J6 political prisoner. I don't know how he has a whole podcast in there, but apparently he's doing well. <laughs> Jake is like, he he called. He's like, Kim, I only got a couple of minutes. Uh, could you be on my podcast? I was like, sure. I mean, where, where do I go? He says, oh, no, we'll call you. What's interesting is you only have so much time. So on the podcast, like he, he asks you a question and then he goes, all right, we'll be right back because, you know, that it hangs up because. <laughs> Because he's in jail. I'm like, this kid is resourceful. I don't know when he gets out. But uh, I hope he does big things. Because I was like, you know, this kid is really good. And he's he's in good spirits. Uh, I actually sent him a message on Thanksgiving uh, saying that I was thinking about him. And I was hoping that he's doing well. And I, I just can't imagine what it's like being in there and away from your family uh, walking in uh, to the Capitol. And uh, I do. I feel bad for all those guys. Uh, I did want to talk about some of the, the big uh, the big shootings and the crimes that I saw in Baltimore City in 2023. If you recall, back on February uh, 15th, in 2023, you had uh, a shooting at Edmondson Village Shopping Center. We still... Look, I I hate the fact that you had Mayor Scott, uh, school CEO, Sonia Santelises, and the councilman in that area, Christopher Burnett, they set up shop, you know, for the press conference there in the Edmondson Village. You guys probably remember, right in front of Popeyes. Remember this? Five kids were shot. One of them were killed. Was killed, I should say. And I I watched that press conference live and I really I wanted to get in my car and drive over there and give them a piece of my mind. They sat there and blamed Popeyes for allowing these kids to purchase chicken during their lunch break. It was Popeyes fault. Now, just imagine, if you will, if Popeyes didn't serve them. Right. Just imagine what, what kind of uproar you would have had then. If there wasn't a shooting, they went to Popeye's and Popeye said, no, we're not going to serve you. I mean, then that was be a whole other situation. But they blamed Popeye's. They didn't blame the shooters, right, because it was a whole drive-by situation. They didn't say, hey, kids, you know, you're not supposed to leave school campus during the school day. They didn't say anything about that part of it. It was, how dare Popeye's serve them lunch? And they were paying customers, right? So they paid for it. Like, how dare Popeye's? Well, anyways, that was one of the big things that I saw. Obviously, Brooklyn Day Massacre uh, made my list. Also, uh, Pavel LaPere, the CEO, the tech CEO that was killed by Jason Billingsley. 
a violent repeat offender that was out on the streets that he shouldn't have been. But he got good credit for behaving behind bars. So he got out uh, and he was able to uh, really he was over at Emerson Village at that point in time. Uh, we found out later that, uh, you know, he ended up attacking another couple, setting them on fire, all kinds of things. And after that, he killed Pavel Pear. And that was another very sad situation. So let's just hope for better times here in 2024, right? I hope all of you have a happy new year. And maybe when the ball drops, we can make that prayer, right? I mean, enough with the crime and the violence, especially involving young people. It is. It's heartbreaking. All right. So I guess I won't talk to you guys until the new year, right? I'll see you next year. Brian, thank you as always for a great show. And I'll talk to you all next year at 9 a.m. Hey there. The winter months are rolling in, and I'm excited to talk to you about Rescue Natural Supplements Deck the Hall Sale. We're talking up to a whopping 78% off on all products, including essential omega-3s, cholesterol support, natural pain relief, and much, much more. And get this, savings last the entire month. Oh, and did I mention Rescue is offering 15 special health-boosting products at under 20 bucks. To order, call 1-800-26-ALIVE. That's 1-800-262-5483. And speak to a Rescue product consultant. Or shop online at res-q.com. That's res-q.com. You can fortify your immune system, boost energy levels, and support overall well-being with rescue selection of over 50 high-quality natural supplements. There's no code needed to save up to 78% site-wide. So stay healthy this holiday season by shopping res-q.com today.